I need that sports sports encyclopedia. We were at Steve Kim. Got trend the cut. What up, what up, what up, man? The real coach JB. My main man, Big Smitty. Are y'all ready for this? Run like something to prove it. Came to a conclusion that it's In any metric, coach, you cannot have Russell Wilson. Nick gave me my first offer. Like, it, it, you gotta have that story. You gotta be marketable. Hockey, football, baseball, then basketball. Oh, I love this fucking show so much, dude. Are you mixing light and dark? At 11 a.m. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm elated that I can be able to coach, that I can be able to mentor these kids, uh, and give them everything that I've learned over the last 20 years. Get Smitty and Jason Brown killed the ass around. We want the games to miss and we switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed the ass around. We want the games to miss and we switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the Coach JB. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Derek? Man, God, I hate this dang phone line, man. I'm sorry, JB. I spent all this dang money on this phone line, and the, the signal was horrible. I don't get it. Guess what? All right. Appreciate you. We got a new deal with Mint Mobile. I just saved your whole life in phone drama. Mint Mobile is now a new proud sponsor of the Coach AB Show with Big Smitty. Stop Big playing. Smitty. Your problem's been solved. We got a partner with Mint Mobile? You talking about Ryan Reynolds' Mint Mobile? Stop playing right now. Hold Mint on. Mobile. Let, just let me Google you, this real quick. You can try mintmobile.com slash CoachJB and get three months free when you use the promo code CoachJB. Hey, man, I did, I did a quick Google search real quick to make sure you weren't playing around. Are, they got plans as low as $15? They got plans for $30 unlimited everything speed coverage data access to 5g unlimited talk text mobile hotspots you can talk in mexico talk in canada and they're built on the nation's largest 5g network are you kidding me jb hey and everyone wants to know how hard it is to switch to your service big wireless wants to think it's hard they want you to think it's hard big smitty but switching to minute is super easy thanks to digital e sim cards which most phones now have you can sign up and activate immediately right on your phone from the comfort of your own home, Mint Mobile does it all. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. That's why the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty is proud new sponsor using promo code CoachJB. Try MintMobile.com. This is where it's at. We got it, Big Smitty. So, hey, I I'm switching over to Mint Mobile right now, JB. I'm done with this company I'm working with. They, they crazy. The, the, the line, it, it, it never works. The signal is out. And it costs too much money. I'm going over to Mint Mobile, JB, and y'all should do the same. Big Smitty, I'm calling you right now. JB, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile clear as day. I hear you clear. The new promo code, Coach JB, right here, three months free. Mint Mobile, try mintmobile.com slash Coach JB and get you there free. Three months off, family deals, all deals, short, fast, skinny, and tall. Mint does it all. Proud new sponsor. Much love. 
We'll see you later. Peace. What up, what up, what up? We are in the building. It is Doc Talk Tuesday. Dr. Jesse Morse joins us live. We're going to break down the Super Bowl injuries. Who's out? Who's in? Who's on the bubble? Who's pregnant? Who's at the wedding? Who's at the funeral? We got a lot of shit going on about some team players on these rosters. We're going to dive into all of them. Don't miss it. We got a lot to talk about. We got big Dr. Jesse Moore. Steve Kim joined us. Matt McChesney. We're going to talk a little Colorado. $7 million Dion house that he just got gifted by his own kids. We're going to dive into that. Plus, why Dion don't have a defensive coordinator yet. We're going to dive into that with big Matt McChesney. Steve Kim's going to jump on. And then we're going to end the show with big Tank Johnson, 12-year NFL vet, second rounder. We're going to dive into that. We're going to have some. Real talk with Tank Johnson. He has something to say about a new video that surfaced with Pac-Man Jones. Tank's good homie. My good homie. Big Smitty good homie. Pac-Man. What up, Pac? We're going to clown you a little bit. Hey, it's all good right here. Pound the like button right here on this Doc Talk Tuesday. We got a lot to discuss. Before we get into all this, though, because you see the thumbnail and it is driving a traffic. That's what we want. Super Bowl turf war. KC being saved again by the NFL. Nobody hates the Chiefs. Stop it, Blake. Nobody hates you, Chiefs fans. Nobody hates the Chiefs. I don't want to hear that shit, Kelsey. They hate you. They hate your quarterback who does weirdo-ass shit. Who has a weirdo-ass Milk and Magnesia girlfriend, a weirdo-ass brother. They don't like the Taylor Swift agenda. They don't like pushing the shot by Kelsey. Stop playing the victim, Blake. They They love the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the same Chiefs they always have been. They don't like all the shit y'all got going. Keep it real. So stop making excuses now for when Andy Reid leaves and Mahomes' average Joe again. (laughs) See, I know what you're doing. You're making excuses right now. Stop. Stop making excuses. This is the same Chiefs everybody's always liked. They've never been hated. All that bullshit. They just don't like your players because they do weirdo shit. And the daddy gets arrested. The son, the brother gets arrested. Half the family's been arrested. So that's why they don't like you. Stop playing it on the Chiefs. It ain't the Chiefs, Blake. It's your weirdo-ass players, fans, and the queendom. Let's get right to it. My main man, fresh new lineup, fresh new hairline, fresh new, uh, you know, gear. He always comes fresh. He thinks he's fresh every morning. He is Naptown's finest, 317 Far East Cider. Fox Sports, Ball State legend, AR5, glass goggle wearing, Lamar Jackson backer, my main man, clap it up for Big Smitty, clap it up, clap it up, I'll do a slow clap. Yeah, we here, baby. We here. Wow, thing. Yeah. 
talking about a wild thing. I like that shirt. That's why your that's why your top. I don't think that's top, a song. Top four favorite shirt. I think so. Wild thing. But wild thing is not what you were singing. <laughs> what was I singing? I have no idea. I never heard it. <laughs> Did I just wild make that up? Is the song that he came out to in major in major league? I don't know what you were singing. You were singing the black version of Toby Keith. R.I.P. Rest in peace. 62-year-old country singer legend Toby Keith died. Um, just happened recently. I guess he's been battling cancer. They're they dying younger and younger and younger and younger. This shit is crazy. Shout out to Toby Keith. I got to be straight honest. I'm the realest show on planet Earth. I could not tell you one song that he wrote. I did. I couldn't tell you one song. I couldn't even tell you if you told me who Toby Keith was before the show. I would say in a lineup, I would say I'd probably not get him right. I never saw the guy before, really. Never heard of him. But uh, I heard of his name. I heard of him. I just never. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who he is, what he looked like, a song that he made. That just what that's just not me. I just not my, from where I'm from. Not what I so you know. No shot at him, but uh, rest in peace. We lost another like, apparent great uh, country singer. So um, rest in peace, man. Save a horse, ride a cowboy is one of his songs. Yeah, see, I, I would have never known that. I just, Thanks, Bree. Appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate that, Bree. That's just something. That's just uh, I don't know if I could ever even say that out of my mouth. Right, yeah, that's right. That's right around you. It's right around your alley. I mean, don't uh, act like Captain A. Right, like Captain A had one of the most like popular horse ranches out. Like you probably didn't know that because I know you're not really from Compton for real. Um, <laughs> Compton has an actual horse back horse ranch area. I've been out there before. You ain't ever been out before, so it's all yeah, good. I don't know anything about it. I only wrote about it in my book. I actually grew up right there, but I don't know shit about it. Um. We got more horses and cows and shit than Indiana in Compton. <laughs> yeah, you see, you know, you're not like, no, it used to, not now. It used to be before it turned to the concrete jungle, the killing fields of the world. It was a cow town. That's what it was. Horses and cows and buggies in Compton. So you go on, you go on Indiana right now. You see the you see the horses on there down going yeah. downtown. I just see the horses and the soldiers right there downtown in the center. You know the center of the horses and the soldiers right there. Right, that's the cigar bar right there underneath underground right there. Bro, so you I go to my city, bar. bro. Don't, don't, don't try to name the two areas that you recognize. That There's you also another cigar lounge. So so you know it's a circle, right? It's a circle. So for C five, yes. If you're facing it. You go right around the circle to the little mall. Yeah. There's a cigar bar in there, a real high-end, nice one in there. It's a lounge. You can chill. But the main one, you go around the circle, and it's back to the left. It would be on your right going back out, but it's to your left if you're facing it. And you go downstairs, it's a huge-ass spot. It's, like, unbelievably huge. You probably never even knew it existed in your own town because you're not really like that out there. He, You go down there, and it's unbelievable down there. Good, They got food, everything, but it's a full-on cigar bar. Now, last time I went, though, a few years back, they didn't have no cigars. So I think it was COVID or something. I don't know what happened. I hope they didn't yeah. get rid of that place because it was a nah, state. They, it's still there. Downtown is beautiful right now. They've been Not working on it though. all year long. They've been working on it all year long to get ready for All-Star. So they upgrades, updates, 
a lot of construction. Everything's looking real good. We have one of the best downtowns that I've been to personally. I'm not gonna lie, it's way better than LA's downtown. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. Not even no for real. Not even not even a competition. Yeah, I know you can't even be serious. So no, no, no. LA's downtown just started to get going the last what like decade. You you know that you're from you're from out here. LA's never been known for their downtown. Like, come on, bro. Y'all can't have everything. Like I'm out here. I love downtown, LA. Our downtown's horrible. Well, now, now it's not, but it's always been horrible. We, you don't go to LA for downtown. Okay. Oh, okay. We say the same. We say you the same. Have a down, see, that's what people don't understand. <laughs> when they come to Cali, they don't understand. They always try to compare where they're from. Where you're from, Smitty, your downtown, by the way, is Indiana. That is all you have in the whole fucking state. That is the difference. We have a downtown Indiana. Every city in LA. We got downtown Carmel. We got downtown. We got other areas, bro. Stop it. Stop it. We, got we have a downtown in Indianapolis. Every town in LA. What are you talking about? That's what people don't get when they come to Cali. They're like, damn, this is the size of Russia. There's a Indiana. There's a Chicago. Every corner I turn. There's a LA. Every this is LA. It's the biggest, spread out, most mass eating up fucking most populous state in the world it is what it is that's why the economy is in the top five in the world smitty not indianapolis indianapolis has steam coming from the drains they got some horses walking down it snows they got the bridge from connects the mall that got carpet in the mall by the way which is the most midwest shit you could ever do carpet in the mall is like having Our carpet in the bathroom I Y'all have carpet in the bathroom in the and out there, too. Oh, Don't yeah. lie. Don't oh, lie. Yeah. I've been out there. You oh, guys yeah. have carpet in the bathroom. I went to a recruit's house and took a piss. Motherfucker, I was pissing on carpet if I miss. Because he's in the hood. That's why. The thing is, you're not used to the hood, for real. Like, yo, every hood yo, is just on the country. Your hood, your hood is like... Cool. Like, if I can go outside and see a beautiful fucking palm tree and it's 80 degrees, I don't really know. Okay, they're shooting in the air. Okay, ooh. Motherfucker, we heard gunshots too all the time. Not that big of a fucking deal. You ain't the only people that shot out here in Cali. That's another thing. People think Compton and Cali is the only place they have guns and nowhere else has it. Like, no, you know, we all heard guns. No, we all we know that. No, we don't. We know that y'all copied us though and tried to be something you're not you should have just kept being fucking farmers stop it it's okay to have black farmers smitty y'all can't be from the concrete jungle homie y'all wanted, wanted to wear white tees and khaki stop playing with me what have you what do you all say don't at me stop it miss do me. you know do you know do you know like, yeah, uh, do you know what we're farming do you know what we're forming, though? Do you know what we're forming? Loud. Loud. Look, look, look. Who brought it to you? <laughs> we <laughs> farming. Yes, who brought it to you? Us. We farming. <laughs> Just like we bought you rap, movies. Like, if you don't even have, I don't think you have anything if we didn't bring it to you. Like, if you didn't get online and see a movie from L.A. and Hollywood, you'd be like, damn. We don't have no entertainment here because we have a horrible comedy club downtown that's just about to fall apart. We got St. Elmo's, my favorite shrimp place, by the way. Favorite Shout place. Out. Ain't nobody out here fucking with St. Elmo's. Shout out. I, get, I love St. Elmo's. All right, then. Okay, then. That's Harry and Izzy's. Harry and that's Izzy's. It. L Emporium. Our food down there. Uh, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't say. I'm just saying. Hey. Our food, no. Nah. like a motherfucker. See, if I was from Indianapolis, I'm doing mad respect to Smitty. I'm doing the same thing from if I'm from Smitty. You got to. But 
You gotta also be real at the end of the day, like okay. Oh, no, no, no. Our chicken, our chicken is better than your chicken. Numbers Our chicken is better than California's chicken, one hundred percent. Y'all got us, y'all guys in the diversity because I got vegan. Jamaican, I don't think you know where to go get chicken. Yeah, y'all got tacos over us, of course, right yeah, by Mexico. Indiana chicken. Our chicken wings are fucking y'all chicken wings up. I have had so many options, and you can fight me any day about this. Me and you, we can do a traveling tour once the money take, get I'm right. Gonna you, first of all, I'm gonna take you to some real spots, not your. Yep. Not yep. your homies at Fox or wherever that want to take you to some bougie-ass spot. I'm taking you to a real spot. Yeah. Take you All to right. some real shit. You're going to be like, oh, shit. I mean, you're going to have to watch your back and shit. I got you, though. But I'm, I'm just good saying, everywhere. Good. But like, you, you've been in some old bougie shit. I think Acho and them be taking you to, like, over there downtown L.A. live and shit. And then that's what you get. You be like, oh, Indiana better. You don't go to no bougie-ass chicken spot. I'm taking you to the hood. We're going to some spot. You ain't never seen these spots, man. You be like, damn, one motherfucker work here? Yeah, they gave, they give you a roll of paper towels. Here, sit down. <laughs> You're gonna be like, what the fuck am I at? Oh right. no goddamn old bougie ass spot. Look at the comments right now though. I got some that sound people in here. I got some what you know about them Hermanaki wings. You don't know what that means, do you? <laughs> when I say Hermanaki, your brain just kind of do some shit like this. You don't know what I'm talking about right now. When I Y'all had to make up weird names just to California. What kind of name is that? Who the Cattle fuck is Hermanaki? What is that? That yeah. just sound like some old yeah. Japanese mixed with Korean and then yeah. you goddamn oil on it. What is that? Who wants to eat yeah. it? <laughs> All right, you talking right now. Come to now. I'm going to take you to my city. Watch. It might be good, but you just made a name to it. <laughs> hey, it ain't good. It's great. And that's just one of many establishments in my city. We got we got the wings for sure. <laughs> lemon pepper. We got not just lemon pepper. I'm talking about the hood. I'm talking about when you go to the fucking spot. And you get out a whole silver container, aluminum foil box with fucking bread at the bottom, hella wings over the top with season everywhere. Damn, Jacob, this motherfucker. Hey, do me a favor. This motherfucker white with black hair. This motherfucker got nappy head. He white, got nappy hair. I I like black, Jacob. Black hair ain't nappy. Back, it, 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 uh, what's the word? What's the word? Uh, Tank say we not nappy. We um, it's a word. It's a better. It's a I don't better know, but this motherfucker nappy. Jacob said, "Kelly ain't nothing but homeless in taxes." Jacob, let's be honest. I like you. You know damn well if you come here, you are getting bent over the damn wherever you at. That's why you don't like it here. Stop it, Jacob. You can't hang here, Jacob. Look at yourself. Look at yourself. You can't you can't look like that come to LA. You have to talk about the taxes and the homeless. Bailey, do me a favor, Bailey. You better stay your ass in fucking North Carolina, Jacob, or wherever the fuck you at. You know damn well you can't come out here. Stop. Bailey, do me a favor real quick, man. Look up Roger Smith, all about the Benjamins. Roger Smith, all about the Benjamins. Click on images. Whatever image you find, just fucking pull it up. He looks just like Jacob. I think that's him. I, I think that's the actor right here, and he's fooling us right now. When you see this picture, Jacob, you can be like, oh, shit. Uh, I don't even know where we are at the show. I don't know nothing. I, nah, I, I like this type of show. I ain't going to lie, Jacob. These are my favorite type of show when we just kind of going off the cuff. We didn't plan. We just talking. Like, these are the shows. The chat loves it. Look at Jada. She's cracking up. It's 6 in the morning. She's cracking up. She ain't even had her Frosted Flakes shit in her blood. up in L.A. with us, though. She 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 got to do a lot because she got – she hood. She ghetto. So, she got baby daddy and, like, 
way up north. She got a baby daddy way over here. She got to get baby babies to baby daddies all over Southern Cali. So she up. You know what I'm saying? That's a real hood mama right there. She up on the show. Much love to Jada. JB, hold on. Look at this real quick. Am I tripping? Look nah, at this right man. now. Actor mode, because you acted. You be in that acting mode. You be doing the short films on YouTube. So you know all these cats. It's like it's like the Spider Man meme. It's like that. Come on, like, chat. Is, it, like, is that the guy? It looked just. That's what I'm saying. Like, look at his hair. Like, like look at his forehead. It's a, he ain't got a forehead. He got a five head. He that don't is. have dreams. He have movies. Like this is the exact same face. I right think what is Jacob though? Like Jewish? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Hama is or he Amish? Is he Hamas? He might be Amish. He might be Amish like without the hat. Well, Amish. I think he more Hamas. I don't know what he is. Um, why are you hiding behind the thing? I, <laughs> I the, the comment was right. It's the way to you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, we got we got a lot going on. I get the quote of the day first out the gate. We got hey, 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 man, I love how motherfuckers tell me what it, what India is known for. Motherfuckers who's from Atlanta and fucking uh, that's what they do here. That's a waffle. Me all day. It's crazy. I, I love how y'all tell me what quarters coverage is. And then I ask you, what have you done? Did you play? No. You coach? No. But you know what quarters is. Like, what, what the fuck are we doing? Um, all right. Quote of the day brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get you 50% off. It is Super Bowl week. Go to BetOnline where the game starts. Get your bets in. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage, Big Smitty. Life shrinks or expands in proportion to your nuts and guts. Courage. You got some nuts and guts, dog, because I think if you got no nuts and guts, your life is real small and it doesn't expand at all. And you're propor- and proportionate to your body and your little elbows and your little balls. You ain't going to grow. You ain't going to have no shot at getting nothing you want. But if you got big old brass nuts and let them hang, heart, life expands. Courage is out there. I can go do whatever I want to do. Trying to tell you. Contrary to belief. I'm going to start sign language as you do these. All right. Contrary to belief, brought to you by Prize Picks. Head on over there to Prize Picks. It's Super Bowl week again. NBA during the week. NHL All-Star game just went down. NBA NHL All-Star game headed towards the playoffs. Get ready to do that all on Prize Picks. Contrary to belief. No guts, no story. <laughs> no guts, no story. No, 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 ain't no guts, no glory. No guts, no story. Back to my damn quote. Life shrinking expands in proportion to one's courage. Well, guess what? No guts, no story. I, I got stories like a motherfucker, Big Smith. I can tell you about stories. High school, okay, my boy got smoked, holding him in my arm. We was at a liquor store, robbed the store, house party, got smoked in the car. Like, I got all that shit. Now, I, I almost think it was more dumb <laughs> than nuts. But no nuts, no story. Uh, contrary to belief, go the extra mile. There's no one on it. <laughs> But like Forrest Gump. <laughs> Smitty looking like Forrest Gump. <laughs> Go the extra mile, Smitty. There's no one on it. That's what's the cruel part about it. Nobody knows. Poll question uh, brought to you by Mint Mobile. Uh, Jordan Love or CJ Stroud? Who do you start a team with? <laughs> 
Who do you start a team with? Jordan Love or CJ Stroud? Let's start right out the gate. Who you got? I'm going with my guy, Mr. Stroud. I do like Jordan Love, though. I I did like the way he ended the season. He was kind of up and down, but overall had a really good year, all things considered. You know, first year after A-Rod leaves. And to get them to the playoffs, to win a playoff game, to, to you know, he's a really good athlete, can move around, can make the off-platform throws. He showed a lot, a lot of good signs. But at the end of the day, man, C.J. Stroud is a rookie who took a bad franchise with one only a couple games a year prior, took them to the playoffs, and they looked really, really good within his first year. New system, new head coach, new everything. And to put all that responsibility on C.J. and for him to ball out the way he did, I got to go with C.J. Because, like, again, you're saying to start a franchise is almost like this is almost a perfect example. Like, he ain't start the Texas, but they were so bad. He took them from ground zero and took them from zero to a hero. And I can only imagine how far, how much further they're going to go moving forward. So I'm going with CJ Stroud. Yeah. I mean, if we just see what we saw this year, um, you could say that. It's easy to say it. I'm one of the few that said I would not be shocked if Jordan Love had a great year because of what? I remember I always said it. And I said, it behind before. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. But I said I through osmosis. You learn through osmosis, just like Pat learned from um, Alex Smith. CJ learned, Tom Brady learned from Drew Bledsoe. We all, I think it's critical. I think the ones that don't have anybody ahead of them, Justin Fields, Kyler Murray, uh, all these guys that struggle, in my opinion, I think they would have benefited from that same result. So I like CJ, and I, I, I love the maturation of love. Here's the issue I have. Playing devil's advocate like you always like to do. If I if I had a hypothetical fist mm. up my head, I'm probably leaning towards CJ because he's a few years. Remember, he's four actually, four five years younger. Remember, love set around. But, but always a but. CJ Stroud has what we call sophomore slump in the NFL next year. Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked whatsoever because there'll be a book out, like I said, like Jalen Hurts got, like there's other books out after three. Next year's Purdy's big year. Two and a half years of film now. We're going to have a book on Purdy. I would not be shocked after year one if CJ hits a wall and then we're talking about, oh, I should have took Jordan Love. You know what I mean? Don't be shocked at that fact. So, that is one of those things you got to look at because a lot of sophomores, a lot of second-year NFL quarterbacks hit a wall in this NFL. Once there's a book, NFL D coordinators are out there, there's a wall at it. So I wouldn't be shocked. I think Jordan has already gone through that. I think he's either now he's going to be this Jordan Love we saw the last 11 weeks, 21 touchdowns to six pick or to one pick or whatever through through a couple in that in that big game, but. Um, I think this is the Jordan Love you're going to get. I don't think he hits a wall again. Like, he's already hit the wall. So, CJ has that air, room for error there. He has that. Uh, we're going to allow him to hit the wall as well because of, let's be honest, took a team to the playoffs without Tank Dell first year being struggling. But this is the NFL, dog. I wouldn't be shocked if the whole organization hit a wall next year. And that's really? just what the league is. That's what the league is. Um, So, 
It'll be very interesting to see. But, I mean, if you took a hypothetical to my head, I'm probably taking CJ because of the upside, the length. Uh, He's from out here, if I'm not mistaken. They all both are. Oh, Uh, okay, okay, okay. We, we Cali runs league and quarterback. Come on, man. Be honest. Y'all just y'all just have so the population. It's like uh, you yeah, know what I mean. That's why the food better. That's why everything better than Indianapolis. Like you know what I'm saying. Not just no well, shot at Indianapolis, but just everywhere in the world. Just because you go to a restaurant and have a big menu don't mean it's better. But continue. You're right. Um. So anyway, we got a lot to dive into. The thumbnail, Smitty, is the Super Bowl turf war. Uh, the NFL continues to save the Chiefs. Are the Chiefs saved once again by Roger Goodell, the sod god in the NFL? Don't say San Francisco, Smitty, San Francisco is pissed right now. And I got a buddy that I got a few buddies that coach UNLV, and I'm just gonna tell you straight out what they told me yesterday. They said, JV, this shit is a mockery. It is a joke. He said this field is an absolute joke. He said they came in just the other day. So usually the NFL comes in and for two, like at the end of December and preps right. the, the places. They prep the places. They came in three days ago and put down sod over a turf practice field at UNLV where I have been to the new field at UNLV in the state, in the, in the practice field. And they threw grass Oh, that's like, let me explain what it is. It's basically taking grass, like you've got the grass sheets you can go buy at, Wal- at, at Home Depot, that, like the two-by-threes. Right. You can buy them now, and then you, you plant them in, and you you know you seed them all together, and you roll them. That's basically like putting grass on concrete. It ain't that's sticking crazy. to nothing. Number one, what is it sticking to? How are you going to permanently put a grass field over turf and not screw up their turf at UNLV. So now you sliding around, and this so is not—it's moving around. It's all this shit. Now, now everyone's gonna ask everyone that doesn't understand what this game is. Well, why they just don't practice on UNLV's turf? Because the Super Bowls played on grass. Yes. Both fields, both teams have to be grass. So this is what happens when no see. I'm the king of excuses. Any way to hate on the Chiefs. Really, Coach Brian? So we don't go the other way, though. We don't go the other way that the sod god is a Kansas City Chief fanatic from Kansas City. Last year, the field was shitty. Every single player on the field complained. And it's your guy that creates the turf in the Super Bowl. He is a Kansas City Chief legend. Number one. Number two, everything is catered to the Chiefs. Let's just keep it real. <laughs> and th- so you don't talk about that, though. You only talk about the excuses against against the Chiefs, not for the Chiefs. It's funny how the Chiefs' queen and fan base works. But having said that, Smitty, I think they're saved again, and the conspiracies are going to start. Conspiracies are going to start. Why do the Chiefs get to play and practice in the stadium? Why are they there? I'm just figuring. I'm trying to figure out why they both aren't at a high school someplace. Is that is that is it going to be that way all week, or are they going to flip like at no, some point? Or they don't flip it. They want to keep stay away from each other. They one's at UNLV, one's at the Raiders facility. I just feel like 
to make it fair, like let's say Wednesday gets here, they should like flip and like let the make yeah, the but then it's, and pops, and the, it's a bunch of scheduling shit that they've been prepped. You know, this schedule's prepped. Like you know, their their DFOs, direct, director of football ops, are already scheduled this out. Like this is all boom, boom, boom. That you know, everything's you know, hotel, yeah, like, yeah. food, weights, everything is done. So like. How much weights are lifting this week? I, I would, I would just, I think twice. They probably do some maintenance work twice, um, just to, you know, yeah, you know how that works. You do some dance cool. and some power clean, a couple hand cleans. You're not getting sore. You're just doing some maintenance work. So, <sighs> Smitty, I don't know, man. Listen, this is people that bitch and complain and 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 want to say that it's not a big deal. Just get over it. You never play, dog. Football is 99% mental. Fuck 50% or 60%. It's 99% mental. We're all superstitious. If anyone tells you that play football tells you they're not superstitious, they're lying to your face. We are all superstitious, number one. Number two, there's always going to be what if. What if if we did it? What if if we didn't fumble? What if the – Always going to have that. So this is already your what if. Why did we get the field? Why did we get this shit? Why did we get this? So like only people that didn't play or coach is going to say it's not a big deal. It is a big deal. If my practice field has seams in it and we can't run a certain route and we can't drop and we're worried about safety too at practice, it is a big deal. So why, if it's not a big deal, this is what I love, Smitty. If it's not a big deal, then the Chiefs, go. you go do it. See, mm. I, I never hear that other side, though. If it's not a big deal, then the Chiefs should have the exact same field. Not put together great grass field in the facility of the team that we're playing at. So... I'm just, I'm just, the conspiracy is going to start, Smitty. Listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into, Doc, the conspiracy is going to start and all this shit, but if you never played or coached, it's real, real easy to say this, but if you do play and coach, the practice fields matter, Doc. This shit matters like a big dog if there's seams and all this shit. I just told Smitty, Doc, I don't know if you heard, I got buddies that coach UNLV and they said it's an absolute joke. Because basically they have turf fields outside of their of their weight room. I've been to it a few times. They basically threw sod on top, seamed it together, and it's like putting grass on concrete. There's no glue. Where are you going to put it? You can't just lay it on the turf and just expect it to stay solid. And what they did was to weigh it down, they threw sand on it. So it's like 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 what they, you would do with artificial turf. You weigh it down with sand. So now. It is a complete joke. And if it rains, FYI, <laughs> if it rains like it's raining here, you're going to have a real, real si- situation. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Niners even played it under protest because you're legally obligated. You can play the game under protest. So there's a lot going on, and I heard the 49ers are pissed about it, upper management, everybody else. And if it's not a big deal, Doc, then go play. Go to the Chiefs, you go do it. That's all I like. I like if it's not a big deal, then Kansas City, go do it too. But they should have the same field, Doc. And as a doctor coming in here, don't you think that it should be fair even? Because uh, that's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it plays a role. Um, when I saw yesterday or the day before that they announced the World Cup was playing at um, Giant Stadium, I said, oh, boy. That's serious. Oh, 25, 26, whatever year that is. Oh, uh, really? Wanna see, you want to see? Yeah. You want to see some head spin? Okay. 
How many? What? How many? How many? How many did we lose there this year? Like seven major cats. I, I don't. Aaron Rodgers is plenty. I mean, you know, right? No doubt. Yeah, right, right. I think there was like seven big names. It wasn't just no offense to any human being getting hurt, but any player in the NFL. But it wasn't just like no namers, like practice squad guys. This is like <laughs> big. This names. is like guys that were big time contracted guys. Yeah, and 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 I've seen data to support you know different different fields and different conditions the NFL had on maybe two months ago or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, there's different versions. They don't all have to have the same type of field. Um, the, the maintenance of it is a big deal. The cost of it, the, the different types. I, I had a pro, a pro in here the other day. He said Green Bay's field was awful. He says he hates Green Bay's field. He's, he doesn't like playing on it because um, of the divots and because of the grass and, and, and whatever. Um you know, and, and then he also had, happened to play in the NFC, so he, he played a lot of the Giants facility. He said, I hate that field too. Um, you know, you know there, people were asking me, is there any truth to the, you know, the turf caused lower extremity injuries? And, and we, we haven't really been able to, to, to demonstrate the data to support it, but I think, I think it's harder to identify because players play on all different types of fields. It, yeah, you, you might suffer the injury on X field, but you probably played on four, five, six, eight different fields throughout that year. Prior. What about all those different injuries that maybe didn't cause the big injury but led to it? You know, and what about the practice fields? What, there's a lot of variables. So, you know, I don't know if they want to standardize it or if it's even possible to standardize it because of weather. You know, you have, you know, I'll buy you guys where it's west. It, it, it's super dry for the most part. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and then you have the northeast and, and north that gets really, really cold, and you, you know, and then you have Seattle, which rains every freaking day or most days. That Phil Hartens, Doc, that's a different deal. When you play on it, people don't realize you never played on a a previous frozen field or turf. It's like hitting concrete. It's like landing on concrete, and then when it thaws out and it actually thaws a little bit, it's like mush. Yeah, and, and so I was the one of the guys I was talking to. He said that he has to change his cleats depending on what he said. He he's like. I use seven spikes for this, and like so, it just depends. Different grips, three quarter inch, yeah. half so there's inch. There's a lot of variables. These are all things you things you don't think about. You just watch the game, you know. And this is what the equipment managers and all them are supposed to help with. Um, but but you know, injury wise, obviously, I did. I do think it personally plays the role. I can't prove it per se. I can't say yes. This this type of grass or, or turf or whatever correlates with uh, injuries. Uh, I think it's more micro tears. Uh, you know, wear down, wear and tear of the of the tissue, and then eventually it breaks whenever it breaks. No doubt. Man. Where, where, tough, man. where are we at with uh, Kittle? Is he healthy? Yeah, I mean, he's got turf toe, but he ain't missing this game to save his life. He he came into he stayed in the block. He was on the hands team. I'm not worried about him. He so uh, who's 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 uh, anyone to be worried about? I know Pacheco's got the wrap and and they made a you know. So a little... Pacheco will be fine. The dude had twenty something touches. I ain't worried about him. Um, and then anybody McKinnon, else? Everybody else is pretty McKinnon, good. Mc, McKinnon c- 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 should could be coming back with his groin. I don't know if he had surgery. I don't think they ever clarified what he. I know he had a groin, but I don't know if they had surgery on it. If he just needed time. If he had uh, you know sports hernia repair. I don't. I don't. I don't know what what he had done per se. All I know is that he's eligible to return. I don't know if he's going to, but um, the majority of the Chiefs are pretty healthy besides Thune. Um, 
50 he's 50 50 in my opinion um he's i want to say it's a left peck i don't know if it's right or left i want to say when i saw the photo it was left but um but obviously if he does go he's going to have significant issues with that gap so so where he's right tackle so that would be a gap maybe um yeah it's inside it's it's that double team that he's going to have to down on that technique with his with his left shoulder um yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure it's left because I remember seeing him bruised up in the locker room with his shirt off celebrating. So that's why I'm trying to think of it opposite. But yeah. but yeah, that will play. And then um, obviously they lost uh, not Namdi, I believe his name is, with the triceps uh, a couple weeks ago. So he's done. And then uh, they just lost uh, a menu or uh, a menu who I think was his yeah, ACL. They lost him with an ACL. So yeah. obviously that's kind of a big deal. Um, the, the majority of the, you know, I don't know if Kadarius Tony is going to play. I don't think it really matters. Um, Sky Moore and Richard James could both potentially play. I don't know if they're going to really have an impact either, but Sky Moore has been coming off a knee and then Richard James had a knee and now he has a, a foot. Um, you know, Rasheed Rice was dealing with a hamstring. He's, he's okay with that, but he popped up in, with an ankle, but again, he's fine. MBS has been dealing with an oblique, but that's fine. Um, surprisingly, Kittle is really healthy. Um, or next Kittle, sorry. Uh, Kelsey is really healthy. And Mahomes is healthy as far as we know. Uh, that crazy play he did a couple weeks ago, uh, shout out to Bobby Stroop, who's, who, who, who trains him. They were, they were doing a lot of plyometrics and, and a lot of mobility. And you saw him when he was getting tackled and he did that kind of crazy, almost like a back hamstring, uh, handspring, um, that, you know, he was able to, to, to avoid any significant injuries because of the way he trains because of his flexibility. I'm sure some of the baseball skills and history play a role and play, you know, uh, affect that as well. Some of the, some of the top NFL quarterbacks uh, have always been baseball players, um, which, which I think is fascinating. Um, as far as the 49ers, they're pretty healthy. Um, I, I, you know, offensively they're, you know, Purdy's healthy. CMC had that head, but I think it'll be fine. I'm not overly worried about it. And then, um, Debo should be even healthier. Ayuk's fine. Kittle has that toe, but I think he'll be fine. So offensively, they're in, they're in good shape. I wouldn't be surprised if Elijah Mitchell gets a couple touches for you betters out there. Um, and, you know, their defense um, is is in pretty good shape. Trent Williams uh, on offense, he, he, he took a rest yesterday, I think, but that's to be expected. Greenlaw is a little banged up, but I think he'll play. Um, um, is, is in pretty good shape. Trent Williams. Uh, on offense, he, he, he took a rest yesterday, I think, but that's to be expected. Greenlaw is a little banged up, but I think he'll play. Um, and then I think, you know, there's only a couple of question marks. I, I, I tweeted something a little bit ago uh, with a full report. Uh, I'm just trying to do this off the top of my head right now. And then um, I think most of the guys are okay. Um, uh, Legereus Sneed will be good. He just had a baby. I think his, his girl had a baby the other day. Uh, I think there he's doing fine. Uh, and then the guy that missed, there's two guys that missed the AFC Championship for the Chiefs. Both should be playing. Um, Prince, I think his name is, and then um, one of the other guys. He guy Moore up. or something? Uh, no, there was a, there was a, 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 a uh, uh, Willie Gay. Willie mm. Gay with his, with, uh, I forgot what injury it was, but he, he had missed. Uh, he was supposed to be Lamar Jackson's spy. Um, and he, he should be good to go now. He, he's reportedly full practice, so. It's still early in the week, but I, but I think um, I don't, I'm not overly worried really about anybody. Uh, Thuny is the only one that's truly a question mark. Uh, Chase Young, uh, worth noting, hasn't really been the same player since since he had his, his patellar tendon repair. 
unfortunately to be expected in my opinion. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's had, I think set two and a half sacks since he joined them. Um, you know, they, they did lose, um, the, the chiefs obviously lost their, their, one of their main run stoppers. So I think, uh, obviously CMC is going to get tons of volume that may help him a little bit more. And then in the 49ers, we have been struggling with the, against the run. So I'm, I'm curious to see how much Pacheco eats, um, you know, this week. Got you, man. The doc with all the updates, JV, off the top of his head, man. Uh, there's no better breakdown that you're going to get than right here, right now. Um, I guess hey, McKinnon, uh, McKinnon, Smitty, Doc McKinnon's huge every Super Bowl. Yeah, team. like he's fits, a big one. Like he's a big get back. He's a big get. Um, yeah, if he's back, he's 31 years old, but it seems to me that is like Bill Parcells had his. Uh, favorites right he had his favorites he had his his guy he tried he took with him to the jets he took with him to the cowboys uh yeah his return man right uh what's what's his name um god damn somebody in the chat will tell me um but parcells had his guy um what the hell sean waffle no um but then you have andy seems like mckinnon's his guy he has to have this guy to like really really feel comfortable and he's doing good I think I think they'll they'll move mountains to get him out there. I mean, hell, you got you know three hours and then you got six, seven, eight months to rehab. You know, <laughs> right? They make it. They make it. There you go. Um, Who would you say Doc is like the 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 biggest sleeper or X factor for both teams in your opinion? I, I think it's probably going to be the running backs for each. Mm, okay. um, I mean, we know what CMC can do. Um, and, and, and I think Pacheco runs hard. That kid is he he's been up, but, but, <laughs> but, but I'm not worried about it. I think both teams will run a ton, actually, a lot more than we think. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, uh, you know, I could see it going either way. Uh, it's hard to bet against uh, Mahomes just because he continues to, to, to defy the odds. Uh, but, you know, could you say – I just think Spags is going to drop something for Purdy and is going to make his life challenging. You know, I agree to that. I, like I'm, I hate the Niners, right? We can't vote for, we can't root for the Niners ever here in LA as a Ram fan growing up. And that's San Francisco, Northern Cal, Southern Cal. We just hate each other. Uh, it's hard to root against them, but I think as the week goes and I'm seeing more things that happen and, I'm leaning towards what Big Matt says on the show, and he's like, you know, don't be shocked if this is another replay of the Buccaneers Super Bowl from uh, a few years back when the the, the D-line got after Mahomes. They played coverage. He struggled and threw all those picks, and he struggled to do anything against that defense because the, the, that Bucks team, I think if we remember, were what, nine and seven? Barely got in. They struggled all year. They got in the Super Bowl. This team has got in as a with a good record, but has struggled. You can argue the first two playoff games. They could have lost either one of them to the Packers uh, or the Lions. They yeah, yeah. Uh, they should have lost. You can say. But would you be shocked if they just came out and played lights out and actually just dominated this game and 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 ran down Casey's throat, stopped the run, forced Mahomes to to really use Kelsey more than he wants because they really don't have any outside wideouts. And if the Niners prep that, uh, you know, this could be an ugly night for Casey. I thought this was a shoe-in lock Casey win. 
Now I'm thinking the other way. I'm thinking the Niners are going to probably end up getting it. And if I had to bet, Doc, I'm probably betting the Niners, even though I don't uh, want to see the Niners win. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. I think they're going to use Debo Light, a.k.a. Rasheed Rice, um, a lot. Um, I think if you look at it, they have three weapons, whereas uh, San Francisco has four. You know, realistically – um, you know, we're looking at Pacheco, Kelsey, and Rice. Those are your three options, right? Whereas if, if you look on the other side of the ball, they have McCaffrey, they have Ayuk, who doesn't get a whole lot of volume, but is crazy when he does get it. They have Debo, who's getting a lot of volume and does a lot of work as long as he stays healthy and he's, been, he's healthy now. And then you've got, you got Kittle. So um, they have a little bit more weapons. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who executes, who struggles. Are they going to make Purdy's life challenging? The, here's the cold part. Here's the, 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 the caveat. The caveat, though, is if McKinnon does go, the Niners will see a completely different offense. And I don't mean like tricky dicky, just yeah. come out and totally different shit. What I mean is what, what Andy does when he has his full complement of weapons, and McKinnon's a huge one. Now yeah. you have him as – you put him in the slot. You can motion him. We have him and yeah. Pacheco, even though we'll be in a 10-personnel setting, but we're really with two backs in McKinnon and Pacheco. But McKinnon is a, a receiver, in, es, in essence, really, if he wants to be. He's one of the best yeah. receivers in Super yeah. Bowls of the past. So yeah. McKinnon changes some things offensively for Andy Reid, who's going to use it in every advantage he can as the best play caller, in my opinion, probably in the history of football. I think he uses it to a full advantage, and he's prepping it as we speak right now, while he's eating in and out. I think, yeah. I think if if McKinnon is active, which I expect him to be, I think he'll be heavily targeted wheel routes, screens, some whatever. You know, they do that with Rice too, and, and I think that they have the competitive advantage as a result. Who needs yeah. this win more? And you, and you guys' opinion is it clearly just the Niners since they, you know, we know Shanahan has been to the big game but has yet to win. Uh, but you look about on the other side, you think about legacy. You think about Andy Reid, you know, people, you know, at, every time he wins Super Bowl, he's kind of getting higher and higher in the overall, you know, uh, rankings I mean, of head coaches. And Mahomes is chasing Brady. Like, who do you guys think needs to win more? I, I From a franchise perspective, I think the 49ers really, really, really need this win. Shame. You know, Mahomes, if Mahomes loses, you'd be like, all right, okay, it's, you know, he, he lost. He he lost another close game, but he made it. Hey Doc, this was last year's film. I got the Super Bowl from four years ago. I'm breaking it down currently on my Patreon. But this is last year's game, and Andy went into Frisco, and this I believe this Frisco team was either undefeated or had one undefeated. loss. Undefeated. Undefeated. Yeah. The Chiefs went in there and absolutely schemed them to perfection. Uh, Andy Reid absolutely dominated them. They put up 44 points on this Niner team led by Garoppolo. I think Purdy got in late in the game with like two minutes because I've been breaking this game down all yesterday. And uh, this is the Niners on O, but like O bought uh, to a lot of these guys that made plays after the catch. And I don't know if if Purdy is going to have the same opportunity against this Chiefs defense. They didn't play in the regular season, which I believe would have helped Purdy. Um, but now we're going to see, you know, a, a little bit of a difference. Um, this is the Chiefs on O um, last year's game, and I believe they're going to be very similar, but they they gas-cityed 
the Niners defense. And this is basically a few guys, but the linebacking core is the same. Uh, Bosa, you got some, you know, the main core is there. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what Andy does with McKinnon in the game, which I think he played this game. So this game will show you, I think, it'll be closer to what they did schematically, uh, what they will do schematically in this Super Bowl, because, you know, this was a year removed, and I think all things equal, this is going to be another uh, field goal game, in my opinion. It could go either way. I think it might go under. Some people say it might go under. We will see. I think, uh, I, I think realistically, um, I think the Chiefs will probably win because that's what they do. Um, and, 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 we, and we won't be surprised a week from now. You In know? my opinion, whoever wins up front, line of scrimmage, wins the game. If, if the Niners D-line can, like, wake up and, and really maximize who they are, because they have all the names, Eric Ormstead, Bosa, I mean, Javon Hargraves, Chase Young, you have an amazing group of guys on that front line. If they can truly dominate, like Coach JB was kind of alluding to earlier, you know, I lied that Bucks team, that Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl. I think the Niners win this game. But if they don't dominate, if Mahomes is getting that ball out quick and early and the D-line gets discouraged and the O-line is winning that battle, I think you give Mahomes time, he's going he's gonna to slice and dice you. He's going to find a way. Even though he has well, a lot of these no-name guys, it doesn't matter. Mahomes so great, he's going to make you good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, I mean, and he, here's where I'm at with it. They almost let Jared Goff win. They should have lost to Jared Goff. Yeah. Should have lost to Jordan Love. They should have lost Jordan Love. So, and, and, and not to take anything away from either of those guys, but Mahomes is on a different planet. We know that. You know, yeah. he, 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 he's got a bunch of nobodies, you know, so to speak. Well, that's I'm glad you them. mentioned that, Doc, because in this game, there was a big, long receiver that I happened to coach by the name of Juju Smith that had over 125 yards in this particular game. They don't have that big outside body receiver this year. So the Chiefs had that last year in Juju. This year, they don't have that guy that he can get to. Now, Rice may be becoming something similar, but he's not the body that they would throw a you know a stop route versus press man to. They could do that versus Juju's big body. They don't have a big body guy unless they move Kelsey out there, and then yeah. you've kind of dictated what you want to do, and you don't want to do that. You want to be able to have Kelsey inside – the matchup against the backer and then have a big, tall, long receiver out there on a corner. The Niners secondary to me is not the greatest. So they have an opportunity, but then the chiefs offensive weapons aren't the greatest. So it's going to be a very, very interesting chess match. And I think McKinnon plays a huge role in that. If he is healthy. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, Kelsey would get hit early and often. See, uh, see, see what they do with McKinnon here. They'll move him out in the slot here, and now you don't know what he's doing. Okay, he's going to chip. He's going to go to the flat, or he's he's going to – they're going to shovel him the ball, Doc, from that point. They'll shovel him the rock here, going back. See what I'm saying? They'll shovel him the ball there, and then he's the lead blocker over here, and they'll read this guy. So, like, Andy will do so many things with McKinnon to where you won't see that if he doesn't have him. So now you got Pacheco in the backfield. Just imagine Pacheco's back here next to Mahomes with McKinnon now. Andy Reid's little dick's got to be hard. I'm just going to be honest. Oh, he, he's he got to be elated right now on what can happen offensively. Like, I would be elated. I'm going to be honest. Like, I'd be – all my full supplement of weapons, I'm, 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 I'm going to be happy as shit. 
because I can do my, I can coach and be me. See, that's the difference. People don't realize Andy hasn't even been himself really for the most of the year because he's had so many different moving pieces. Now you got the whole, you know, the shitbird kid, Tony, I'm the best receiver ever. If I get the ball and all this wild shit he said yesterday uh, after the IG live, now he's claiming it was a or I E or what do they call it? I- Not AE, AI, artificial intelligence. <laughs> uh, he said, now he claimed it was AE. <laughs> now he's calling yeah, he's it AI, A-E. took over my IG live. Like, this is a shit bird, man. We know what he is. Stop making it up. That was his voice. Like, get out of here. Um, but now Tony, so I don't know. Is Tony going to play Doc? Have you heard? I think it really matters on if they want to keep him active. If, if Andy plays him, right? I mean, even if he plays him, he is how how big of a liability is he? But you know what's crazy? He mess around and make a play though. Like we we like he can. He like, can also lose a play for you. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's we've seen him both go away. Both you know we we've seen him step off sides and, and he should have scored a touchdown. We've seen him drop balls. We've seen him you know lead to interceptions. So he's yeah. dynamic with his ball in the hands, but you you're you're just holding your breath until the play is over. There you go. You know, that's kind of the issue with it. <laughs> I'm like, so, so listen, let, 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 let's cut to the chase, man. This is brass tax. Who you going with, Doc? You going with the Chiefs? You going with the Niners? And tell us why. And I, I, I have to go. Unless Brady's on the other side of the field, it, it's Mahomes. That's a good point. You know, Mahomes oh, has only really? lost to, to Burrow and Brady in, in the playoffs and Super Bowls. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Doc, crazy. I got to ask you this, though. I, I want to get into a little bit of, uh, before you leave, DFS. We got to talk about a little bit of individual plays or, or, or plays. CMC, over or under 90 yards, if you're picking that bet, if you're taking that bet, are you taking CMC over or under 90? Uh, I'll take the over. Unless he has an injury, he, he he's going to get the volume to hit it. Uh, combined, uh, he might get it rushing, but combined. Yeah, that was my uh, question. Are you saying rushing or combined? Rushing only. Oh, under, under. Really? Under. So the thing about CMC is they'll give him the rock enough time, and all it takes is one or two. He'll break points. one for 35, and now you're looking at 70 yards in the first half already. It's like crazy when you pick him, man. I'm telling you. That team yeah. defense is serious. But, but they, the run without losing their run stop is going to make a deal. So I don't. He we know he's going to get the volume. So that you're basically telling me that it, it, say he gets 20 rushes, 18 rushes, which is probably realistic. All he needs is one or two plays over 20, which isn't unheard of, and for him, and that's it. I mean, you you're you know hell, you don't even need to average you know two and three and a half yards of carry. But I can see him having like 18 for 88, and then he catches like you know. Oh, six yeah. passes for 45 yards. Close. You know what I'm I saying? I think it'll be yeah. close unless he breaks a big one. I think it'll be close. But, I mean, combined, I think usually he runs around 115 to 120. For sure. Uh, but, but I mean, you know, we know that offense runs through him. That team is completely different without him. Um, All right. Pacheco, 70 yards or more. Uh, he might win that in that first half. Over. Over. Now, remember, though. But if, if McKinnon comes back, that changes people. You got to think about that changing touches. In well, I this hope they lower game. his threshold if, 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 if McKinnon is active. I hope they lower Pacheco's un- over, over under. It might. It might. You know, you yeah. Know, I think Kittle, uh, I think Kelsey will get plenty of volume. I think Rice 
Rice is tricky because sometimes he goes over and sometimes he disappoints you. Uh, I don't. I, I was a little disappointed by Mahomes rushing last week. He didn't really need to, or whatever week it was. Um, I think the only two people. Sometimes he goes over and sometimes he disappoints you. Uh, I don't. I, I was a little disappointed by Mahomes rushing last week. He didn't really need to, or whatever week it was. Um, I think the only two people um, in, in San Fran that you can depend on offensively are Debo if he's healthy and, and McCaffrey. Everyone else is variable. Kittle's going to have on a the big field, game, though. I, Kittle doesn't do a whole lot, and Ayuk is hit or miss. He might only get three catches for 70 yards. Okay, let me ask you the last one. Kelsey, eight catches or more? Or eight, eight, eight or under, whatever you eight, think. That's... That's he had 10, 11 last week. Uh, 11 for 11 targets, 11 catches uh, last week. If yeah. I'm Frisco and I'm with Steve Wilkes, Doc, Smitty, I, I got to go in this Super Bowl and watch the Eagles last year not put a hand on the man and let him score that early touchdown on the corner route with no hands. I, lo- I let him see caught a big-time route with no hands put on him. I got to put hands on him if I'm the goddamn 49ers this game. I Listen. Chase Young has been struggling, they say, from pass rushing. All right, if we if we if we feel like he ain't really getting a rush like that, line his ass up in a six. You know what I'm saying? Put him right, put him right above because jam his ass, then go to your rush. That's what I that's what I'm thinking about doing. But I hit him in the chest every play. Yeah, I just I just don't see people do it. I, I, all right, Mahomes, will he get his first 300 yard Super Bowl passing day? I don't know, Smitty. I don't know if he does. Because he, be he hears his show. He hears his doc. He, he's been here. He knows that he hasn't played well. So he's about to go out here and be like, all right. It, it, it's not really about stats for him, though. You know? No, nah, it ain't. It, it's about converting. I think McKinnon helps with that. But it's not like he has this full complement. If he had <laughs> – I'm going to make – I'm going to flip this up a little bit. If Mahomes had – San Francisco's weapons, my God, you don't even know. They might score 70. Like, like it, 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 you know, he's playing with one hand behind his back, and he's still doing this. Like, you know, 70% of the offense wouldn't even be on the field in most offenses. That, that, the prize picks who the show we got a, a deal with, they got him at 262.5 yards. You'd have to pick over or under on that one for Mahomes. I'd probably take the over, but I think it's going to be close. I do, you know, too. I think they're going to run enough, and unfortunately, you know, you don't – you lose that with the running. So – and obviously, it depends on game strip. You know, if this ends up becoming a shootout, okay, it's straightforward. But if it's not, and it's a 20-17 to 17 game or something like that, he might not need they, – you know, they need to control the clock. They might not need to throw a whole lot. Mm. You know, yeah. he had 180, 181 yards last year against the Eagles, but he threw three touchdowns. Um, obviously, two of them were fucking shovel passes. The other one will be it'd be interesting. Does he get does he get going uh, if Pacheco runs the, it runs the ball like you think? And he and he they run it well. Do you even need to chunk the ball because they don't have the guys you force it to? You don't have yeah. those outside, you know, Juju Smith, but you have to force it to Kelsey. If they do bracket the guy like I think they should, now you're probably less passing yards, more running. And that's to say, hey, here's Pacheco. Stop him. Yeah. Right. Including to you that you can stop him. Yeah. And then, and then you do some, you get a little RPO or whatever. You hit McKinnon, 
you you hit little Rashid Rice on a, a, a on a little screen route or something and make him work and, and, and make him pull his Debo. And and then you know you got little Kelsey on a little you know third and five uh, you know something super reliable that you know you ain't even got to worry about. That that's what makes him so tough is that when McKinnon's there. Now they have, even if they're rushing, he can just dump it off or over the heads and then McKinnon can run for 30 yards or whatever. You know, Pacheco's not notoriously known for catching the ball. He can. He's just not his forte. Uh, but he will run through a brick wall, and I think that's what that's what we're going to have him do. Like, no we're going to run the ball down your throat and, and you stop it, you know? No doubt. Hey, Doc, man, we appreciate you coming on. Ne next week we're going to come on Monday right after the Super Bowl and then uh... – and then we're going to take off. Smitty's got to go. We're going to take off uh, a couple weeks uh, to revamp the show and get ready for spring's, uh, basically spring quarter and this whole new uh, format. So uh, so I'll hit you up. And I don't know if you're doing anything Monday. Maybe we can get you on Monday for a minute to talk about the game. But um, Yeah, I don't know. I, can, I have to check my schedule. I don't know what's going on. And then I know you're starting a new pod. What, what's that about? Tell everybody so they can follow it. Oh. So, so I, I decided like to uh, – like, This is going to be hot. So uh, it'll be basically a summary of what I do in my practice. So regenerative medicine, stem cells, sports medicine, injury recoveries, and then uh, anti-aging longe longevity medicine. And what's so, it called? Uh, it's called eternal vitality. Uh, it'll be dropping on Monday. Next Monday morning, I have the first two recorded. I'm probably going to record two more this week. Um, uh, some of your favorite things that, that, that you can't do in the NFL, VPC, you know, your peptides, that's my first, uh, the first one's more of an intro. Then I'm going to do why America's healthcare system is so jacked up and upside down. Uh, we'll do uh, all different types of things. We'll talk about ketamine and, and why it's helpful for depression. We're going to talk about all these fun toys. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, a hyperbaric chamber and, and all these things that we use to get people back healthier. We're, you know, uh, probably talk about testosterone and, and some of the different versions, uh, different ways to optimize your testosterone, maybe while not taking it. Uh, and, and different studies. I just got my um, biological age test back. Um, it tells me my immune system is 20 years younger than me, which is pretty cool. Um, so, you, you know, there's different things you can do to modify that. So I'll walk through some of that on one of the episodes. Um, I might have a couple. I got, 40. I got the best blood, Doc. Uh, JB well, probably, you. Might, uh, you might be 15 you years do, older than this. Put it on this little thing and then ship it in the mail. Hey, Doc, he may, JB might be 15 years older than what the fuck is that? Hey, Doc, I got to ask you before you go. It's a T-shirt I'm going to send you, by the way. It says before I, I let you go. I got to ask you this, though. I got to ask you is another one. Um, the Olympics are really contemplating a, a couple billionaires, I'm sure you've heard this, have created a possibility of having some games using nothing but steroids. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, I have heard you heard about this. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. I'm actually That's like... Exactly. We might get watch that shit. We might get some entertainment. It might be Barry Bonds again hitting the seventy fucking homers. Like where are we at? So like, what do you think about this uh, this steroid uh, steroid games? I, I'm all for it. Oh, you're gonna see some craziness because guys <laughs> yeah. can be in their element and don't have to fake. It'd you know? be a good like strong, you know, of uh, uh, a few years. I I know steroids like you're good for a minute. And then I know, then it's a, a, a crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah, it gets ugly. Yeah, it gets ugly. Peter Thiel is backing a billionaire. Peter Thiel is backing an Olympic style game where you can use as much steroids oh as you want. Um, this shit is going to be scary, though. Like, it's going to be super entertaining, but they going to, like, they might die, though. Like, what, what's the game? What's the game, though? The games. 
It's gonna be like all the Olympic games. I'm gonna probably do some oh, four hell, by four. Eighty in and cut a dude with a skate. <laughs> they, they, hey, motherfucker, gonna lose a race and get pissed. And hey, the only the, you know what I would really do on steroids. Doc, remember the old school rollerball roller derby? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd play roller derby on steroids. Doc. That shit used to be cracking. Shot, shot put would be crazy. I thought I'm gonna go four in them. <laughs> Hey, Doc, I appreciate you, man. A good betting. Happy hunting this week. Uh, hopefully you win some money on your bets and uh, make sure everybody follows you. And hopefully we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Take care, guys. All right, brother. Mm. Uh, Doc Talk, Jesse Morris on every Tuesday. Pop it up for Doc Talk for his brand yeah, new podcast uh, dropping Monday. Subscribe. Yeah, yeah. That was a good segment right there. Steroid games. Going to be interesting, Smitty. Going to be interesting. That up. I'm not going to lie. These, these people doing this freakishly unhuman-like things. And this is this is the perfect sign of just what America is. Like, we don't give a fuck. If it makes money, if it makes me laugh, and it makes me happy, we're going to do it. We don't care about none of the repercussions until later. Then it'll be a documentary, JB, 20 years later about why this was so horrible and it was stupid and we shouldn't have We know that now that it's stupid and we're not stopping it, though. You know what I'm saying? Because we want to yeah. be entertained. It's uh, crazy. Joe Cord talked about Live Golf. I talked. I got to talk to Pat last night for a while. Uh, he stayed a little longer in Mexico. They got sick, man. Bad water, bad food. Uh, they headed to Vegas last night. Um, there, uh, I'll be there. I think I'm going to go down there and watch them first two days, Thursday, Friday, and then head back because I'm hosting a Super Bowl party here. But uh, and I'll probably go up, jump on Radio Row, go see Pat, McPhee, and them. Uh, say what's up to the boys and, and a couple other cats. But other than that, I'm going to come right back. But uh, our boy Achilles will be on every Thursday. So he'll be on Thursday when they uh, – and he'll he'll give us some live reports from Vegas uh, in the Live Golf Tournament that's going to be happening. So um, we're going to break that down uh, with him every Thursday. So we have a golf segment now, especially specifically on the Live. We will talk PGA, but uh, it's usually what the PGA isn't doing. <laughs> um so we're going to dive into that. We're pro-live here on this show, uh, Joe, as you know. Uh, all right, Smitty, we got a lot to break down real quick. We've already had an hour and ten minutes in, and it's been action-packed. Uh, I cooked you in the beginning of the show, and then I'm trying to get you back on your feet here so you're not discouraged uh, when I just, just demolished Indianapolis, Indiana. So let me ask you, uh, the Eagles are going to play in Brazil. In 2024, I had an NFL buddy of mine who coaches running backs in the league, and he and he texted me, "Why? <laughs> like all caps with a fucking question mark? Why are we going there?" Well, now they're not really getting money. It's it, it, I think it's another way. I can't wait to ask Tank later on. First of all, the players do not like, unless it's like a, a vacation possibility. The players don't like going to all these places. I'm just going to tell you, especially the travel. It's, it's, it's hard to play the next week. It's hard to do all these things. Jacksonville played what London twice in a row or some shit. Like, yep, and the, yeah, I think they had a buy after that yeah, though. Not they stayed there. Like, I yeah, it's, 
to me, it's like, I don't know, man, but Brazil is having, they got water issues. They got a lot of issues. There's some shit over there right now. Like, I don't know if we want to go to Brazil right now. There's uh, I don't think the players mind going to Brazil. I, I hear you, but when the machetes come out of the woods, they might be more than just some ass walking around there. They're going to be good. They're going to figure that part out. These yeah, machetes are out here. Ice Cube said, uh, I've been there. Now, trust me. Like Ice Cube said, you better strap up two rubbers. You better put two rubbers on. Because <laughs> you do know that's hey. the most, the largest aid populated place in the world, right? I hear you. There in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Why you laughing? JB crazy. <laughs> hey, the craziest no, shit be no, making JB no, laugh. No, in Atlanta. <laughs> the craziest stuff be making JB laugh. Like. <laughs> He's uh, like, this, he like, this guy got murdered. I think that's just like factual, though. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like AIDS. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> I'm like, this hey, shit really get me to laugh, though. He loved this shit. Like, it hasn't stopped run- stop raining in like 48 hours here. I don't know. It's still raining. I'm going to go my house. Is- I'm, on- I'm floating right now. I'm on the ark. Yeah, it's really still raining, man. It's funny. One of my homeboys out here just for a couple of days. His girl, like, she, she, her job, her corp, uh, corporate side of her job is, like, out here or whatever for some business meetings. So he just came out there with her just because, like, he know I'm out here and all that shit. I'm like, damn, bro. Every time I have homies or family come visit me or come out here, every time the weather's shitty. So they, they think I'm, like, upselling L.A. and I'm lying really? about. And I'm like, bro, I swear yeah. to God, this is, this is, like, complete opposite of what L.A. ever is. This never happens. Never, but they're like, Never. as soon as he leaves the road, in a row, though, I think we over there in Alaska messing with that Harpo shit or whatever. We controlling this the, the weather. Thing. Yeah, that, that that is a real. For those who don't know, that's not a conspiracy. That's an actual thing. They can control the weather. That, that's legit. I say I, I read up on that. That's legit. You laughing? That's legit. I'm telling My you. Bro, so I mean, I'm just giving real shit. My brother is in, in Alaska for a long time. He was he. That is a real place. It sends up. Well, it, it like 10 times a nuclear bomb. It sends it into the space, like we, in Alaska, sends it straight up into the thing. Harp, I think it's called Harp. Uh, Harp, yeah. Jesse the Body Ventura did a whole thing on it, and they wouldn't even let him in. He did a whole video. He had a good show out. And with Alex Jones, the guy that comes out and does all this, like, shit, him and Alex Jones, they used to do a show way back, and everything they did on that show is true. It's coming out to be true, dog. I forgot the name of the show. I think it was called Conspiracy Theory, Jesse's Body Ventura or something. It was a good show. I like that show. But he, he exposed some motherfuckers, boy. He exposed 9-11. He exposed all kinds of Yeah, Toby Keith passed away. We talked about it. Uh, I'm surprised everybody in here knew about that. TJ, too nasty. You knew about that guy? Oh, oh, why are you stereotyping? Why are you what you doing? I mean, why, you, why you ask TJ? Why you ask TJ specifically? I mean, I mean look at TJ. You didn't you didn't ask Tom Zerbiak. You didn't ask I'm just saying, I'm sorry, TJ. I'm surprised you know who Toby Keith is. Yeah, all my people ain't the same, bro. That's the problem with y'all. Y'all just assume we all the same. I think we all like chicken, watermelon, great Kool-Aid, rap. We don't know y'all. We're not country. all the same. They love country. Yeah, he do. I know a lot of black people who love country. <laughs> yeah. Small town. You like that song, Small Town? I took that key into the side of him. Country, country be vibing sometimes. Country? Until he runs. Ain't no country song. That's a country artist. It is. Who is it? 
What's the name of that song, y'all? It's real popular. It's old, but it's super. Y'all know that song. I took that key into the side of his mouth. What's the song? Come on, y'all. Come on, chat. Come on, chat. And my boy Brandon Wiley loves country. Breaking news. Joel Embiid out four weeks minimum. That makes sense. He's uh, having a meniscus surgery. That's typical. They typically MVP take it for a week. MVP done. MVP's done. He won last year. He, he doesn't need. He needs to win championships at this point. MVP done. But JB, real quick, because of the rule, right? Yeah, but real quick, JB, side. Forget all that. You got to warn a brother before you start making sound effects. We having a real conversation, and out of nowhere. I looked around. I thought somebody broke in. I didn't know what just happened. Hey, Bailey did it. Barely got chill, bro. My heart was started beating fast. I, I thought no, my mother hey, was didn't do it, but I blame all the brothers. You know, the, anything go wrong on this show is a brother did it. Bailey, oh, bet so on now. Bailey, your brother went when, when, when something wrong happened. Bailey White, though, but yeah, your brother. That's that was my point. I was like, Bailey, your brother, when you know, at the, at the end of the show, yeah. I'm gonna show we gotta bring Bailey in so people can see. Bailey. I was watching Chappelle last night. I fall asleep to Chappelle show. I'm watching it, and you know, the one they did where he flipped rolls. So he yeah. was he was a dope dunk crackhead, and then he, he they he flipped the roles, and so the white dude was getting interrogated. He like, threw him in jail for life, and then he was selling rocks and shit. And he was like, "Oh, sir, can you please come in? Can you turn yourself in? Yeah, I'll be in about uh, two to seven. I got a little hole. I got some hoes coming through. Oh, no problem. Take your time. Like they had the fake recording. Like, yes, you can go back to selling." <laughs> Like that's what that's what I do with Bailey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's hilarious, bro. Shout out to Bailey. Stereotype, man. Always we talked we talked the other day. Everything black we consider like negative, like black ice, black man, black. Like it's like damn, like hold on, like that's this, bro. Shout out to Bailey. Stereotype, man. Always we talked we talked the other day. Everything black we consider like negative, like black ice, black man, black. Like it's like damn, like hold on, like that's not by accident. Bowling, bowling, you win though. You try to control your mind, bro. You, you win in bowling mind. though. You win in bowling I'm... and you win in uh we win in pool. pool. Was it pool? Y'all win in pool. We win in pool. We win. Pool. A white man made pool. We win uh, in pool. White ball hit the ball, the black ball last. Y'all win bowling though. White pins get knocked bowling. down. Yep. Man, I, I love that up. strike. You win some, I don't know. You might what, win some. What else we win? What else we win? We don't win too much. This is a racist country, bro. I'm about to go to fucking golf, maybe. Go somewhere. Golf go is white ball. White ball is getting hit by a black club in golf. Hey, you know what's funny? Like, we always like name drop people from behind the scenes. We talk about Bailey a lot. The chat has no idea if he's a real person, how he looks, if he's white, if he's black, if he's young, if he's old. They like we could be lying. It, it might just be me and JB doing everything right now. The chat. Only person they know probably is Eric with the wrench because of the history. So they know that's a real person. Other than him, they don't know if Joe Baker's real. They don't know Felipe. They don't sure don't know Felipe real. They don't know what that means. They don't know what that that <laughs> they don't know what Felipe is. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's just funny. We be throwing the names out. They don't even know what we're talking about. Steve Kim, Steve Kim Asian, but he's American. It's it gets. He's American, but he Asian. I love when Steve Kim get like passionate about a topic, especially in person. He just goes off. Like this motherfucker will. Well, dang on it, man. If you wanna, like, he be, he'll go off in person, man. Shout out to Steve. Is Steve coming on today? Yeah, 
So do you Tuesday. like the Eagles playing in Brazil other than the ass? Well, you can't you can't you can't separate the two. Um, I don't care about the playing in Brazil. The game is going global. There's fans out there, ain't it? By the way, let's go back. Rewind. <laughs> Your boy came out here with his girl to come out here with his girl. That didn't mean no thing about it. He didn't come out here to make sure I'm supporting the interview. <laughs> that didn't be clear about it. He came out of my he don't trust him. He don't trust him. <laughs> Let me keep it real. Where they staying at your house? Nah, they they out. They not even. They not even in L.A. They they in fucking Woodland Hills. They in Woodland Hills, JB. But the reason is her job is paying for the for the room, the Ubers, like and whatever company she works for. The actual company itself, the corporate office is in like Woodland Hills. So she came out for a meeting. He was like, "Fuck, it, I'm gonna pull up, come to L.A. a couple days, see my homie, me, my homie, Jew." Ooh, ooh, ooh. So we gonna probably get get together later on the day. Figure out some. It's raining though. It's shitty. So we must probably go to Cigar Lounge, Debonair. You don't know about Debonair. Or we might go to like, uh, you know, a little, I don't know. We'll, we'll find. I'm I'll find something if, to do. If you walk in Debonair, they probably don't have my poster up there. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised. I've been to both. I, I just went to the one downtown. I'm, yeah, I'm actually surprised. They probably took it down because it's, it's been a while. But I might uh, be a member so I can go there 24 hours and go, go upstairs whenever I want to. You want me to get you a membership? Remember, I know, I know a guy. <laughs> You don't know Antonio. You don't know Antonio. So, oh, God. Uh, anyway. yeah. Hey, me a member today for free dance. It's just you got like that player. Uh, hey, people want to like, they, they, they want to boost up what they can do more than what they can really do. It like, he know what he know the Debonair. He can't give me a membership right now. He can't just make it happen right now. He ain't got it like that. I'm going to text him right now. So, Cassie seriously doubted me on this show. I, I think Cass really figured out though. They're like, damn. He be name dropping, but then they're like, damn, JB really know the motherfuckers after like months go by. Then he say, damn, JB say he do this. And then he come back and then, damn, people really did. He really did get these guys, these done this stuff too. Like, it's crazy. And then they figure out later, they off. JB just be talking in there. Damn, JB really did get him into the play. Like, it's funny. Like, it's crazy. Because you don't see me tweet about it. Is that what it is? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. If you ain't tweeted, it didn't happen. I don't need to. When you're great, Smitty, they tell you. When you're good, you tell everybody else. Um, commanders fire Eric Bieniemy, a lifelong friend of mine. Grew up together, obviously. Ooh. Him, Darian Hagan, my boys, we're all from this area. Uh, Coach Quinn said he had a great meeting with him to tell him he was fired. <laughs> hey, Eric got a smooth ball head. Like, if we was kids, ah, back of his head and run. But keep going. Um... How you feel about this? Like, obviously, Percy is your friend, but from a professional standpoint, him as a coach, like, yeah. I actually got a rant about it. We didn't do because you interrupted me. Okay, go ahead and go. I'm done. Look, I'm on I mute. I also got to make it make sense, like no other. Like maybe the greatest great make it great sense, make it make sense there had ever been. The what? Whatever you know what I mean. <laughs> um, all right, let's I get into it. it. I, I love, love this show. Since we waiting on Steve Kim, if Steve Kim pops in, let me know. Man, Steve got to wait now. Let me do a morning rant. Eric Bieniemy isn't coaching as of right now. <sighs> All grass ain't greener, Big Smitty on the other side. Stephen A. Smith has said it's racist not to have him coaching and to hire Cliff Kingsbury over him. I believe I'm on record saying he didn't call the plays in Kansas City. 
and he is leaving Kansas City to prove himself and to get away from who everyone knows is the best play caller in the NFL and Andy Reid. Smitty, it has backfired on him. Do I fault him for jumping ship? No. But I also don't think it's racist either. He has a past like we all have. He's had some things he does. He probably regret that he did. He probably regretted. He's not probably allowed to coach back to Colorado. He had a few issues, but he has continued to hold a job for a very, very long time in the NFL people. So when we talk about the racist side of things, we got to make sure we point out that he is a brother, a hood brother at that, a black man, a good friend. And He's held an NFL job, which is a below a 1% opportunity. This is the 99 percentile in the, on planet Earth. He's had a job in the NFL for as long as anyone in this room can remember. And he hasn't been blackballed, although we may say he's blackballed from being a head coach. You can make all the assumptions you want. The fact of the matter is my boy had a worse offense than the guy they fired last year in Washington. So the green, the grass ain't always greener, Smitty, but I do not fault him for leaping and jumping out there. He just isn't a play caller and further proves you need a big time QB in this league 99.9% of the time to win. And remember, people love to bring color in this shit, Smitty. Coach Flores was also by many blackballed, yet he still has a job in the NFL and I'm glad he does because we don't know what would happen in Miami if the owner really truly did try to fucking screw him over. But he is in the job. He is in the league right now. So hopefully he has a shot. But we have a lot of black coaches right now, more than we – not a lot. We have a lot more than we've had, Uh, especially I'm glad we had those in the playoffs um, as head coaches uh, running an organization who had a lot of success this year. But Stephen A. just wants to loves to bring this shit up. And I just I, I see Whitlock's point on a lot of things lately. I, I really don't look into it like that. I really don't get into too much of it. But I, I'm starting to see, like, why is Stephen A. only topic that? I don't understand it. Eric Benjamin will tell you straight out, dog. These conversations have been had. He doesn't feel that way. He thanks the NFL. The motherfucker's had a job in the NFL for 14 fucking years. I, I, I think he would be talking shit if he, if he couldn't get any job in the NFL. So for him to be able to have these opportunities, I think, is, 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 uh, is a testament. Um, now, do I think the NFL has flaws? Fucking right. <laughs> it is a good old boy network, and I believe nepotism is at all-time high. Jim Harbaugh's Look what happened. Who just hired his He didn't hire his brother. Guess who they guess who hired him? Or his son. Guess who hired him? Seattle. Because why? <laughs> because it's still nepotism. People want to look at it like he didn't follow him to the Chargers. Guess what? It's still nepotism. Guess who hired him? McDonald. Guess who McDonald worked for? Harbaugh's brother. Like, come on, man. Like, it's nepotism at its finest still. And and not to say that brothers ain't getting kind of screwed on a lot of deals, but the enemy will tell you that's not the case in this one. I think that he thought the grass was greener, Smitty, and I was hoping he stayed another year for, with Andy Reid because look at what's happening now. And it's all retrospect. Twenty, We can all look back and say this and that. I don't mind the jump because I'd probably do it too to get out from under Andy's so I can say I'm the guy. I'm this guy. I did this. 
But now you are not the guy. And now you're looked at as you got fired. You had a you had a worse offense than the guy before. Blah, blah, blah. And I just think it's a shitty deal. But it is the bed we made. And we got to live in it now. We got to sleep in it. So, uh, I think you said it beautifully, man. It's kind of like being stuck between a rock and a hard place. I mean, you either stay and, yeah, things are good. You're winning and you're making decent money. You have job security, but you'll never grow. Or you take a risk. You bet on yourself. You, you invest in yourself, but you understand that you could get fired. Or you could have a great year and elevate and become like a head coach. But thinking life, life's too short. You got to take those risks on yourself. You got to invest in yourself. Otherwise, you'll you'll grow up and look back and, and always have that mindset of what if? What if I did try to become my own OC? What if I did try to go do this? I'd rather you actually go try it, fail. I don't want to say fail. I say learn, but fail, and then just keep going from there. So, Steve and I, Steve and I discussed this a long time ago, and I had it on Whitlock. I was on Whitlock when I talked about it as well, and I said this. I said, listen, I've known EB a long time, but I said he doesn't call one play in Kansas City. He mm. doesn't things he does a lot of prep work stuff that i'm doing on my breakdowns right now of the super bowl that he did a lot of that shit and he created the game plan with andy but he's not calling the third and one play i'm sorry and i think it got a little bit exposed this year and it's unfortunate but he will tell you it's not because of racist it's not because of racism that i'm not in washington and they hired cliff kingsbury now do i think cliff kingsbury should be coaching the nfl no i think he's shit but that's what that's where we are. <laughs> Steve, welcome in, brother. How you doing? Good morning. What's going on, guys? When you headed to Vegas? Uh later this afternoon, early evening. Mm. Uh heading over to the Mandalay Bay where the flying fishes play. And then uh, gonna be there uh next couple gotta, of days and come back Friday. I gotta talk to you so I can figure everything out because I'm yeah. working with Pat right now, dealing with him. He got they got sick over in Mexico with the shit ass water, mm. and now he's gotta go to Vegas. He's there now figure out where I'm staying, and then I'll figure out that whole deal. Because um, it's Thursday, right? Yes, Thursday night. All right, I'll chop it up. Tiafimo Lopez, <laughs> the philosopher, the Plato of prize fighting. He's uh, he's part of this new generation of fighter that tries to get real deep, and uh, they're interesting. They're interesting young men. Why? Just because is it it's the Thursday? Uh, well, the Thursday night show they've done before, but I'm just talking about the, this younger generation of fighter. I mean, Shakur Stevenson last week retires, and I'm thinking, great. Um, good luck in medical school. I guess that's what you're doing now. Uh, Ryan Garcia waxes poetically on the Patrick Bet David podcast. He said some interesting things, and Tia Fimo says stuff that just directly contradicts things that he said just two weeks ago. Like, all the time he complains about not getting paid enough, uh, disrupting the pay structure, us fighters need to get more money. Everything he's done is about money. And then he says on the top-ranked ESPN preview show, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, see, I don't fight for money. I'm thinking, really? You don't, huh? <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> all right. Well, what, what you do it for? <laughs> you must have changed your mind. And then, and then, and then he said a couple – I don't know if you, uh, Coach, I'm sure you don't remember this. So Tiafimo beats Josh Taylor last June. Great performance. He looks yeah. spectacular. So he becomes the junior welterweight champion of the world. And what does he do five days later? He goes on Max Kellerman's show when he was still at ESPN and announces his retirement, which nobody believed. All right. 
There were reasons why he announced his retirement. There are some theories on that. But then two, three weeks ago, he said, see, I never retired. That was a marketing tool to get people to talk about me as if we were all fools, right? You got us. And then he says on blood, sweat, and tears, see, I was losing myself, man. So I had to retire. And I'm thinking, okay, time out, time out, time out. You got to get your cue cards correct. And remember what you said three weeks ago, because you're going way off script here, brother. There's a thing called Google and YouTube. And that's why I call him the Plato of prize fighting. He's very philosophical. And some of the stuff he says, I'm just like, Tio, you're a brilliant fighter. Fight more, talk less. Jesus. And that's the way they are today. They, these guys all think that they say stuff that is like so profound. And then the dummies on Twitter gas them up like, yeah, man, cook, bro. And I'm like, no, no, don't cook. Put away the utensils. Just actually do your job a little bit more. It'll be better for you. Let me ask you this real quick, Steve. Like, this is, I'm just asking, like, did fighters of old not talk not a really. lot? No. Okay. I don't know. They were angry mother that fought a lot. They talked in ring, maybe. I mean, they they had to do their job a lot. I think social media has been a really interesting thing for athletes in general. But at least the other athletes, they have a schedule of games. NBA players can play 82 games. NFL guys now play 17-plus. Major League Baseball, 162. Boxers nowadays at the world-class level literally have, Darnell, five to six months of not really performing. Mm, So they they almost have to find ways to keep themselves relevant and I'm thinking to myself, guys, you, you're not you're not all that wise. You don't have that much life experience. Many of you say things that are unrealistic and sometimes flat out not true. Um, look, I think for Tiafimo, me and Mario talked about this yesterday. The best thing he can do this year is to make sure after only fighting once last year at age 24, 25, make sure he fights three times this year. He's an unbelievable talent. He's one of the best in the world. But there's no one. There's there's no job in the world or any craft that the less you do it the better you are for it it doesn't work that way in life mm. i agree um we were talking about the enemy and cliff kingsbury hires um and now we're seeing ben johnson's being thrown kind of under the bus across the league uh they're saying that he didn't handle turning down the commanders very well I actually applauded him for doing some research and saying, you know what? This is a basket. He used the word, this is a bunch of basketball people. Uh, that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> now they're throwing him under the bus. And I said on this show to you last week, Steve, I said, be careful when you turn down these owners because you may be blackballed and he may never get an opportunity again to be a head coach. I think we're I in. I doubt that. He, he leads Detroit to a Super Bowl and Dan Campbell takes field gold. He'll be the hottest guy in the market. I, I think the, the biggest mistake people uh, commit all the time is taking jobs they shouldn't, jobs that don't fit them, and they take it for the wrong reason. Generally, it's a little bit more money. But if it's not a sustainable situation where you're going to be happy, why go there? And and if Ben Johnson can get over the hump as a Super Bowl-winning coordinator, like many others have, he'll have better jobs. And if you have red flags about a bunch of guys who have never played football, have never really been in the weeds, and you're calling them basketball guys, that right there, you're already saying, I don't respect these guys. And come draft time, you're going to go from Brad Holmes, who in Detroit has just hit one home run after another, 
to a bunch of guys doing analytics talking about why we should take this left guard. And you're thinking to myself, this guy can't play. Again, those guys have a direct impact on your job. I like the fact he's actually showing a little discipline. Yeah. Oh, that's my guy, Brad Holmes. Tony yeah, Gwynn, all he does is hit. You know, he came out and said, you know, hey, uh, we're standing on business. Like, this, we got receipts. I, you guys didn't want me to take Penny Sewell. You wanted me to take someone else and blah, blah, blah. And I took these guys, and guess what? We're, we're not here as a one-hit wonder. I think Detroit is Detroit again. That's just my gut feeling, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll I think see. keeping Ben uh, Johnson is huge, but Brad Holmes, he has stocked that team very well. His last three drafts have been Jimmy Johnson, Bill Walsh-like. Just two up things. and down production all throughout things, the draft. Steve. We're, we're going to rewind the show to yesterday real quick because I got to get your take on this that we that I think we got something trending here when this discussion we had. But today and yesterday, the 49ers, I got a few buddies that coach at UNLV, and I asked them what's going on, and they told me that the field is absolute mockery that the Niners are practicing on. People that don't coach or play don't think it's a big deal. So all the Queendom fan base thinks it's no big deal at all that there's a fucking two-inch seam running through my field that CMC needs to cut back on. There's no big deal to that at all. Well, then the Chiefs should do it too. That's how I look at it. But, see, we don't look at it that way. Where are you with this whole conspiracy that the Kansas City Chiefs are saved again by Roger Goodell and the NFL because the Niners are practicing at UNLV on a turf field, but they threw grass on top of it, which will not stick to turf, by the way, unless you completely ruin the turf. Uh, So now they are on this horrible field. And now we're having to have an – I thought it was equity, equity we're talking about here in the NFL. Um, this is not equity, and it is clearly the Chiefs practicing at the place they're going to play, which is mind-boggling to me, and this other team out here out, out of UNLV in the hood. So what do you got? Well, the NFL equity is about making sure that queers and uh, minority women get jobs. That's nothing to do with the players, okay? Let's, let's make that clear. Uh, I just wonder if Kansas City or Niners had an opportunity to actually tour the facilities and do like the site survey. Well, here's the thing, Steve. You know? That's a good job. They say that they they they're supposed to go in in December. Every other Super Bowl, they go in in December and set those both places up. They only go went into UNLV a few days ago. Well, so I, I you know again, I don't know if they did their due diligence. I don't know what they could do at this point. Are they going to set up shop at Sam Boyd Stadium? <laughs> put I up a bunch of big black tarps and say okay hey look out for drones yeah i don't at this point you just better make the best out of it but you're right the playing surface matters i mean if a guy blows out a knee and achilles but uh i i would think that the nfl based on the perception and the fact that gambling is such a prevalent factor in our society today and the more and more people are now questioning the legitimacy of the officiating and the games themselves, that you would at least try to give the uh, look of a level playing field. And if the one team thinks, hey, our facilities are not as good as the other, you know, it's, it's not a great look. But at this point, I, I don't know what the Niners can really do, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so we have a debate going. Matt, Smitty, and I, we had a big debate. We put it on TikTok and all these places. And it- and uh, took off. So we're only discussing two, two, two things here. Quarterbacks that have won two or more Super Bowls 
And to Smitty's point, I put Bradshaw as my fourth guy, Steve. As to Smitty's point, uh, and Jim Pluckett's in the discussion we haven't talked about. I just don't think Jim had good enough Super Bowl performances. Um, Mahomes has yet to throw for 300 yards in a game. He's been really, really below average in, in his Super Bowls. Brady's by far the best. Uh, Aikman's won all three of his. He threw Montana for- the best though in a Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, that's why he's on there. 11 I mean, to 0. If you go by Super Bowl performances, it is Montana. In all, I think it was four. It was 81, 84, 88, 89. He was devastating. And in 89, he led one of the great drives of all time. Then in 89, when they beat Denver, I think it was 55-10. It was. That was an absolute exhibition of offensive football. John Madden called it the greatest performance he's ever seen. He's thrown for 300 yards four-plus times. A three I don't out think of- he's thrown an interception in the Super Bowl. He has 11-0. to I mean, that – I think and it's – Tom Brady's 21-6. to six. Here's the thing. Here's the thing I got I to gotta ask you, though. Before Brady was considered the GOAT, he had to pass – Montana at number five. I, I remember guess. this specifically. I remember this debate specifically amongst ESPN, Fox, everywhere. Oh, Brady can't be the GOAT unless he passes Montana. But we're already putting Mahomes in the conversation of, of Brady. And I'm like, hold on. Why did Brady have to wait to meet four? But Mahomes doesn't. Yeah. And this is the whole point. He hasn't really been stellar in his three Super Bowl appearances. I I don't I can't put him on my Mount Rushmore for guys that have won two. But Ben Roethlisberger's in there, and Brady and Brady, of course, and Aikman and and, and Elway. Elway's had really really underwhelming performances in the Super Bowl, even worse in my opinion. But he did throw for a three hundred yard game. I got Eli Manning in the mix. He had two great playoff games, and his whole playoff run was unbelievably great, by the way, in his two Super Bowls. Um, Peyton was kind of underwhelming in his, what is he, four Super Bowls, five? He was underwhelming. Um, So there's been some underwhelming performances. But from the guys that have two rings or more, Steve, who do you have in your Mount Rushmore? Well, I mean, it's Montana's one, I think, by a pretty good margin. I got him the other ones. Maybe Bradshaw's last two Super Bowls was really dominant. His first two is more game managing. Um, Elway, look, he lost his first three, four Super Bowls. Those Denver Bronco teams are pretty uh, physically overmatched. I don't really hold that against them. Um, Roger Staubach was a pretty good Super Bowl quarterback, but the record was star both one too. Yeah, um, you know Brady had some great Super Bowl moments. He has certainly. Up 400 there. yards three times, 501, 303. I mean. But it's still Montana by far. See, I'm, Steve, we had this argument yesterday. It was like a big confusion, you know, at least on my behalf. I had Madden JV coming at me. You're, you, oh, we didn't say that. Right now, in the current discussion we're having right now, we're talking solely about how these quarterbacks with two or more Super Bowls performed in the actual Super Bowl. Yesterday, when when I I was presented the question, I took it differently, and I took it like, okay, take the guys who have won two or more Super Bowls. What's your Mount Rushmore of this? Just that yeah. sample size in terms of their overall what they did exactly. That's how I answered it. But if we're talking about just performance in Super Bowls, well, I mean, hell, that's a whole nother 
It's a whole other conversation, you know. But I think Montana and Brady are secure. They're probably yeah. the two most secure yeah. guys. That that right off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, Aikman had a great first Super Bowl. The second one, I think he was still kind of dinged up with that uh, uh, concussion. And in that one against the Steelers, I think he was rather pedestrian, to be honest with you. Yeah, he uh, took two, 285, 215, 210. But he has five touchdowns, only one pick, and he you know, won all three. So, I mean, he's pretty efficient in those games. He was still 65% completion percentage in all those games. So, I don't know. I think, uh, he, you know, he, it was it was interesting. But, uh, all right, let's dive into this college thing, Steve, before you get out of here. Um, the Labor Board Regional Offices clears uh, Dartmouth hoops in just the mm. beginning of this whole thing. I know you and I and Weddle talked about it last night. I've been talking to some people about it. This is bad. Uh, Bailey, I don't know if you have the graphic. Um, potentially huge NCAA news. The National Labor Relations Board has ruled that Dartmouth basketball players are considered employees of the school, of the university, mm. of the college. Mm. They would now be able to proceed with voting to form a union. Could have enormous implications for college athletics. It couldn't. It could have my. It's more than could. It will. This is a definite, big time. Uh, I believe blow, which is ultimately going to sink the NCAA because this is why the SEC and the Big Ten had meetings this over this weekend. They think they knew this was coming down the pipe. And they want to get away from the NCAA as far as they can. I think this is open up Pandora's box. Yeah, I, the, uh, look, you're not putting the uh, toothpaste back into the tube. I, I think now if you're going to make them employees and just say, okay, we are now professionals, there, there's now a way you can actually turn this into a positive. Just make sure that the letters of intent and the scholarships are now multi-year agreements so that you curb um, the transfer portal, all the all the uh, poaching. And if you do leave. Hey, all that NIL money, yeah, give it back. All that, that half a million dollars for posing in front of a, some service that you never use, uh, give it back. You're free to go to another. I mean, look, the players want to be treated as professionals. Okay, then there has to be professional ramifications. I would say. I, I, I see huge potential flaws. Not only flaws that the NCAA, I don't understand why won't won't get ahead of and don't think this shit out. I don't understand why. But I, I, I know Smitty wants to say something here. This is going to be huge. First of all, it eliminates Title IX, which is a huge no-no. I think you're now eliminating, you're creating a professional uh, you're you're creating professional sports on a college campus is what you're doing, which yeah, has to, they don't have to abide by Title IX. So number one, you're going to eliminate Title IX, which is going to be a huge thing. Oh, but, so there are some benefits. I kid, I kid. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, no, no, it's serious because in this day and age, where our we I think two of us on this panel here agree, we are softer than ever, and we are looking to get out of whatever work we can. You're telling me that when they go in there now as a union and say, well, we're employees of the college. We want sick pay. We want sick days. We want days off. We want bereavement pay. We want fucking insurance. We want, this is what happens when you're an employee, Smitty, of a college. That's true, like PTO, like, damn. No more. This is employee of a state institution. So, or if it's private, either way. Now I want benefits. I want 401k. This is going to be the biggest joke in collegiate amateur point. sports ever. I'm just telling you. 
That's a hell of a point, JB. I didn't even think about that. Is there any way for them to do it like make them independent contractors though, nah, to where they can avoid all the like benefits? You're 1099 now. That ain't gonna be 1099. You know what might happen is that just a few select schools, about 50 to 60, will play ball, specifically football. And I wonder if a lot of other colleges say, okay, it's had a, we've had a good run. You assholes want all this. We're done. We're done. We just want the real students. Let the Asians back in, get their high SAT scores. We don't need all this other shit that no one watches. Be careful what you ask for. It's scary. Okay. It's scary for guys like me who have to go to like a Mac. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's honest. what I'm saying. You're cutting out opportunities for a bunch of guys that can make the 2%, all right, which is still an unbelievable thing. I, this though, I watched Hoop Dreams over the weekend. Uh, still the greatest sports, not sports, one of the great American documentaries ever, Hoop Dreams, about Arthur Agee and William Gates, two young men from Chicago who wanted to go to the NBA but still made it to college. And how about how tough it is, how much it is a business starting in high school, all of athletics. And my view is we have created this system that unless you get paid a lot of money during college now or make the pros that you're a failure. And my view is if you're good enough in a certain situation to get your college education paid for and you can parlay that, you have made it. That's a success story. Nobody should look down on it. Nobody should talk shit. You should say, you know what? Congratulations. Now go make yourself a better life than what your parents had because you've sacrificed and you've made it. But when you start acting like this and you cut out all the non-P5 schools and a lot of them are just going to say, you know, it's not worth it. We're just going to drop every scholarship sport or revenue sport. It's just we can't do it. And now you're going to leave out more kids out in the streets who have a value for playing at a school in the MAC or the Sun Belt. That we don't understand the impact that we are having on this. And on the, the way to all route. this, you have alienated yourself from junior college and high school by keeping the portal being the only selecting. Yeah. Well, that's already happening. That that well, that gene is out of the bottom. But Steve, too. they got to go back now to JUCO and high school if what you're saying happens. Now you're going to need JUCO and high school, and you're not going to have it. And that's where the implosion happened. Like this is the thing. We are putting these kids, we're setting them up for so much failure. It's unbelievable. We're making 17 to 21-year-old amateurs professionals before yeah, they ever I mean, learn how to, how, to, how to balance a checkbook, Steve. Now we're wanting them to do taxes too now? So we're going to have them do taxes, mm. NIL deal money. We're going to deal with how not to buy Jordans, but instead invest. Right. We're going to think about all this shit, but we're not. We're not teaching them that. And we expect to have a good quality product on the football field when they have to do all this other shit. Like, come on, let them be amateurs first. Let the NFL be their their goal and make the money and pay taxes and do all this grown man shit. We're, 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 we're putting a cart before the horse or however they call it. But I think it's already too late. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Out. You know. Yeah. And, JB, everything you're saying is right. I don't disagree with nothing you're saying, man. But I, to your last point, though, a lot of guys aren't going to the NFL. So if you can make, you no. know, some good money right now that set yourself up for success, you know, once you graduate and give you give you just a little head start, a little cushion on, on to get your life started, I want those guys to make that money. But I agree with you, the system right now and the, and the way the way it's going, it just it's not looking like it's lined up for that's success. Great. That's what used to make this sport great, I thought. Like not everybody can make it. And 
everybody else had an understanding. Like Steve always talks about getting that degree. They had an understanding that I was on a great Miami hurricane team. I didn't play much. I got a fucking national title ring. I got a diploma degree. I, I was on these. I have great relationships with these great players. Now everybody thinks they're the great player. No. They're not. And, right. and we, we're all, we're paying guys as if they are. And now they think they're an equal. They're not a one percenter. They're not going to make it to the NFL. But we put them on there as we are. We're all going to make it to the NFL, son. No, you're not. And now we've made a we've have a horrible product in college, and we made toxic environments. Uh, every campus and college campus, every college locker room is toxic right I now. I mean, if you go back to hoop dreams, I thought one of the great moments was uh, Kevin O'Neill, who ended up being the USC coach. He was a coaching lifer. I was a young kid watching this. I actually watched Hoop Dreams in the theaters in 1994. And you see uh, when uh, William Gates was a top 100 player, uh, even before his knee injury specifically. And then you see young Juwan Howard, Chris Weber's there, Jalen Rose. um, And they're all there. And Kevin O'Neill makes his visit to William Gates' home. And he said something that I I thought was really good. You know, let me just say something. He goes, if you commit to us, we're done. We're not going to get another shooting guard. You're our guy. We'd love to have William right now. You make a commitment to Marquette. Marquette will commit to you now. Here's the thing, though, William. If you don't, and I come out of this home without William Gates, we still got to recruit, and I'd hate to see someone take your spot. But I'm going to tell you this. I will tell you this. As long as I'm the coach at Marquette, if you stay, you're going to be on scholarship. I will make sure you get a degree. So you fast forward four years. William Gates became very disillusioned with basketball. He had a, he had a young child. There was pressure. He was never the same player after his knee. He quit basketball after his junior year. Mm. But you know what Marquette said? They said, you know what? And Kevin O'Neill made sure he goes, you're going to be on scholarship. You can finish out your education. We don't care if you never play. Just come back. Get your de- Guess what? He got his degree. If you transfer three times, how many that, – that third school is not going to give a shit about you. They're not. They're just going to say, you're out of here, kid. Mm. Their Loyalty does go bo- – I know it's a cold-blooded business. But I always thought that was a good look for Marquette and Kevin O'Neill to say, you know what? You stuck it out, get your education. If you keep transferring, you're not going to have that type of relationship with any institution or coach. It is not realistic. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's interesting. I, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, I, I think this is the, the beginning of the end, man. I mean, it's already started, but it's already started. yeah, it started, but. Shout out to Rex Burkhead. Like, this is how you run the – this is how a white boy runs the rock. If you watched uh, The Great Yard. Longest Yard. Uh, it's been 10 years in the league. Look at that stiff That's white. That is That's a, a run. That is a stiff white, Smitty. That's as stiff as white you could get. Played 10 years. D2 kid. D2 kid. Good story, man. Good story, man. Shout out to Rex Burkhead. I didn't know he's, he's even still playing. So shout uh, out to me, him, man. Me either. You don't know half the New England roster because you you hate on Belichick. So um nah, uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the Patriots hate on Belichick. That's why he's no longer there. <laughs> hey, by the way, guys, did you hear what Gronkowski said? Uh, I think he made a statement saying that Belichick didn't get the Atlanta job. Get this. Because they didn't want to give him all that power. Huh. Hmm. Someone's been saying that. Oh, yeah, that was me. Anyway. No one man should have all that power. Well, no, no. Especially if you draft that way. <laughs> That's the problem. Did Don't you see You if see his son go to the University of Washington? all pro after another, it wouldn't be an issue. 
Look yep. at that. Look at that New England skill set. The the wide receivers, tight ends, and running. It is below average across the board. It's easy to blame Mac the Knife Jones. It's not his. Not all his fault. Let me just make I, that. Clear. I I think. We have him on such a different pedestal, though. He could fart in the wind and you smell it, and he's the devil. Like, because he's so great. He's been so great for so long, and he has all these championships. And every, I think he's like, oh, he's the guy. He's the problem. And it's but like, hold yeah. on, coach. Did you watch the Patriots this year? They were the New England Putrids on offense. Hold on. They were They've still good defensively, they were still a difficult out. They literally had three games where they gave up 10 points or less. Coach, they lost all three games, I think. We're not just making this up. They were. Oh, no, I get it. JB I, loves Bill so much, so, and I get so, it. So do I. I the run, I, the, I the run was amazing. For you not to take him over a guy that's 21 and 38, to me, still screams soft. Okay, I, look, I like I love Belichick, too. But we have to be realistic. It's like Jimmy Johnson with the Miami Dolphins. The biggest issue was he could not replace Marino. Politically, it couldn't happen. Every offensive player he drafted outside the running back from UCLA, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, did not work out. Well, defensively, he got Zach Thomas. He got Sertain. He got Jason Taylor. Um, he got Sam Madison. The problem was it was an imbalance within that team. It happens. Bill Belichick and still coach football. But before you leave today, I have to go. This I want to get this debate with you. I think you actually somewhat agree, uh, and I and I know Smitty won't. But to your point about this this Belichick thing, I truly believe it is a. I'm scared to give you full power. What Gronk said, I think it's I'm scared of you being an old school nut cruncher. And that could be an issue. Look at this, Steve. Look at this, Steve. He's a I, very I large human being. And I can be very intimidating to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions. This was a factor on why Vrabel didn't get a job. This is That's real shit. This Hello. is a female Whoa. head coach. The next step is a female head coach because they're nurturing and they're caring. I'm with you. Vrabel, yeah. do not this give up your L.A. Crazy. fitness. We're membership. scared Keep of him the shoulder he's press. too big. Like what? There's he's no way I'm re- human, Smitty. There's like no way he's legit. Think, you don't think this is real shit? Like you don't think Mike McDaniel's firing Vic Fangio is a real thing? You don't think that 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 now there's a. Uh, uh, what's his name? The DC in Philly that just got fired because the players were going to uh, Seriani telling him. That he was too hardcore. What happened to the men in this league? What well, happened look, to the men? That's one of the things men? I love about Dan Campbell. He actually looks like he could play today, at least a few downs. Like, um, but he's this is the next step to getting a female head coach. Watch. That's crazy. The, just like they I do agree. in the NBA with Becky Hammond. I actually read Becky Hammond should be considered by the NBA. So, and I'm like, for what? So here, there, look, can we keep it real, Darnell? Because you're younger than us. If you want to do it, we can do this. We can do this. No man wants to be coached at that level by a female in that sport. Football, baseball, basketball. Football, football for sure. Football, I'm with you for sure. Basketball, I don't know. That's a little different. Not any other sport. Football for sure. I don't I know it it just the football locker room be real was very like inappropriate. We're we're, we're very like I'm just being real. Like the I'm just saying the conversation we have in locker room 
is not suitable for a woman head coach to be in there. I'm just going to be honest with you, 100%. Exactly. And, and, and right. I'm not going to tuck my balls yeah. away for you to come in and give me a speech. Darnell, if you, you play defensive tackle, if you had a game that was really rough, let's say you played Larry Allen, and it was a tough night at the office, and some females coming up, hey, Darnell, you weren't two-gapping very – you know what the one phrase would be heard across the locker room what? that everyone would say, the most popular two-word phrase in an oh, NFL locker room, if there was a woman, a head coach, and it'd be say under their breath, the, the most popular phrase in the locker room would be, bitch, please. I mean, seriously, that's all you hear, bitch, please. Like, yeah, they don't want to hear it. I mean, it's already – look, most of them don't want to hear from an older white guy. But from a, from a woman, they'd be like, bitch, please. No, come on. Nobody – even in the NBA, as feminine as those guys are, they do not want to hear from some woman, oh, why are you getting written out of the post? Why let, me, let me ask you this, though. Seriously. I'm glad we're keeping it real today. Let's, let's do it. So let me ask you this. Do. Let me ask you, Steve, JB, anybody can answer this question. Why is that though? We had the, we had this discussion offline in person the other day, and my my comeback was okay. I hear you. I'm not even disagreeing. I'm not even disagreeing with you. I, I just admitted that in the football space, it wouldn't make sense to have a woman a woman coach there. It just wouldn't make sense. But a lot of a lot of the reason why we say women shouldn't be coaching because they didn't play the sport. They can't. How can you tell me you didn't play? There's a lot of men that didn't play the sport. That talk about the sport, that coach the sport, and, and, and why, 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 why is it okay for them to do? It? It's like how well, just because you're a man is automatically mean you you know the sport more. But Darnell, like, outside of Jed Fish, most players, even most coaches, actually played a little bit. Like even Mike McDaniel, he played I think at an Ivy League school. Kid Capri Pants, he played football at a college level. He didn't play in the SEC, but he still played. I I'm I'm just telling you, there's certain sports that yes, you can get away with the female head coach. There are other sports I think it'd be the worst idea. It yeah. would not work, and I'd feel sorry for any player that would have to go through that experiment. Yeah, no, May, for, I, who, I get you. May, not who, working. who teaches your son how to fight? Your mom or your dad? Your dad. Mm. Man, I don't know what fuck we're talking about. I but really I bet don't. you, I bet you, uh, 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 who's my home now, Lee daughter? I bet she can teach her son how to fight. No, we're not. I bet you she could. Let's I bet be she good. I Why bet you she good. Let's be honest. Who taught her though? And I don't know. I'm gonna time out. I'm gonna be real. Hold on. Let, let me rewind that actually though. Cause JB, you know this too. You from the hood. Let's be real. A lot of people, unfortunately, in my culture, don't have a fucking man in the household. And I know a lot of them, those dudes can fucking fight. And I've seen it firsthand. Brother, Who, uncle, homie. Snake mom. They very they, they learn from this going out there and losing oh, a couple man, times. Hey, the females are not afraid to fight. And a lot of times dads ain't teach you how to fight. The, 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 streets, the streets show you how to fight because you go out there and just fight. You You're fucking lose us. and you learn. You want to see a female head coach in the NFL? Just say yes or no. No, I don't. No, I, no, I just told you no. I, I, I said football. Football is a unique space. But but I will say this, though. I got to be real, though. As men, we got to – we are – we believe women shouldn't even fucking talk about sports. Let's keep it all the way. We won't be real. Let's be real. The majority, the, the majority of men, the majority of men, the majority of men don't res fully respect a woman talking about sports the same way we do about a man. If you pick a random dude and a random woman and they say the exact same shit, we naturally gonna lean towards the man more because they have balls. Darnell, That's all the know, way real, and it, it, it's, it's not like fair. A mechanic. I'm not gonna. I don't want to watch the one NASCAR driving female. 
I want to watch all the dudes, right? That's just like a mechanic or or any of those things. But just because just because we do it doesn't mean it's right, though, JB. I'm saying like, like, like I, I can think about what I'm doing, but you know what? This shit doesn't make sense. Like that's all I'm saying. I don't think it's that way anymore. A woman can study the game just as much as I can, and, and Steve I, I Kim can, and and and, I, and understand. I would listen it. to Serena Williams over any guy probably just because she's probably the most famous fucking tennis player and had the most success on the female side, of course. But I'm just saying I can listen to her. Tell me anything about tennis, men or women's side. I don't think that's true necessarily. Maybe back in the seventies or sometimes have changed. We'll, what about basketball then? We, we, bring, we bring up Becky Hammond. Women hoop the same way men hoop. They can't jump no, like they, they jump. But they, no, they don't. No, 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 no. I'm not saying they're as good. I'm saying it's, Basketball, the X's and O's of basketball. They know I that guess. shit. Right? I mean, you know what the problem I have with most uh, female basketball analysts? I hate their attitude. Mm. They, they, they take these guys and say, hey, you know, maybe you guys should have a smaller ball or a lower rim. And their attitude just stinks like a wet shark. Hey, who's the one through it right now, Smitty? Who's the guy for the Nuggets? Porter. Porter. Oh, Porter. That's, a, that's an honorable young man who has integrity <laughs> and knowledge. And I want to thank you, Mr. Porter, for bringing back oh, no. sanity. 15 minutes ago, you said the boxers need to just fucking fight and be quiet. But then when, but, but, but when, the, when the basketball players say something that you agree with, that's an honorable no, man. No, but he's, playing, but he's playing 82 games, though. This is the difference. He's not – look, he's not trying to be philosophical. He gave an answer like, well, I mean, they're trying to – like, no one wants to watch. I think ping pong players. You know, as an Asian, I want to thank you for sticking up for ping pong players. Because, you know, stop Asian hate. Get ping pong players. He said the truth. I I am so sick. You know what's the worst thing is when these, like, these women have such attitude towards NBA players who think, well, I don't like the fact they don't play above the rim. That's their choice. And the way they act and all their political and social stances, most of America is going to look at these studs and say, yeah, we're good. And then the other thing that I hate is the virtue signaling uh, NBA media guys who pretend like they like the WNBA. Just for kicks, one of those guys that was sticking up for it, I went to his uh, Twitter account. He tweeted about a lot of basketball. You know what? I didn't see one tweet in about 50 tweets, anything on the WNBA. And if he told these same individuals, hey, you know how you're covering the Portland Trailblazers or some other team right now in the NBA? Yeah. We're going to switch you to the WNBA. Darnell, be honest. Would they look at that as a promotion or a demotion? they look at it as a demotion. They would. They wouldn't admit it, though. And that's what I hate. It's just like basketball, I get it. I don't I don't really need a WNBA player uh, on the desk of an NBA thing. I, I really don't. I'm just like, ugh, you know. I mean, I know I'm terrible. But I, I will say this. Uh, one person I do enjoy talking boxing with is Christina Poncher. She works for Top Rank and ESPN. Why? Tell me why. Because she puts in the work. She's been there for years, and she puts in a lot of work. I actually really like getting her perspective because she's there a lot. She has to cover all the ringside okay. fights. She has to be there the first bell because she does a lot of the international feeds for Top Rank. So when that f- first bell strikes at 3.30, she has to be there. And I know the type of work she puts in, and I know this because I've known her for a while. She really cares about this thing. This thing of boxing is not just a you don't say profession; it's a passion. It is a passion. Steve, you don't say, Steve. Right, but there's other times when I know they put in women to do announcing, and I'm like, oh god, you didn't even do your homework. GTFOH. 
No. Well, how about this, Steve? I'm no. glad you said so that. She does, though, and I respect that. And can we make it – so can we just make it a case-by-case case thing? Can we stop the whole, oh, she's a woman, she shouldn't be doing it? Nah, no, because Poncher is a perfect nah, example. It's easier and funnier to stereotype. It's better material for guys like me. <laughs> hey, excuse me, not in football we can't. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, honest, in football you can't. You just – you're not – you shouldn't be. Like, I, I'm just telling you. Hold on, you shouldn't be what? Are we talking about coaching or are we talking about talking about the game? Coaching. Okay, I'm cool with the coaching part because I, I I am cool with that. The foot, listen, a football locker room is like it's it's um it's the most masculine environment you could possibly think of. Like, you know, it's just, it is, and it's supposed it's, to be fun. I don't want to yeah. look, especially in football, which is vicious and 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 violent. You got to have some humor into it. You got to have some masculinity to it. And I don't ever want to have to shh, 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 call me. Shh, call me. <laughs> okay. I'd be like, oh, God, get me the fuck out of here. Listen, I'm going to say this. I said a lot. Listen, I'm talking Drink about your nuts, Steve. I mean, I mean, I'm uh, your clitoris. Hey, conversations I've had in the locker room with my teammates, even the coaches. I, I, I can't even say it on here, but trust me, we we, we cannot say those things. I mean, some of the funniest conversations that I engage in is when I go to 10 Goose Boxing. Shout out yeah. to the Goose and family. When I'm working out and we'll talk boxing or talk something. And it's just better sometimes when there's no females around because you could be unfiltered. It's some of the funniest, most profane stuff. You kind of laugh about it the whole day. It just wouldn't be this. I'm sorry. It just would not be the same if a female is there because you want to be respectful. I mean, some of the stuff that's, oh, God. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> he thinking about it right now. <laughs> Hey, Steve, I know I probably won't have you Thursday. We got a busy week here, uh, and you're going to be busy, and everybody's going to be yeah. out. I'll probably be out there with you. Uh, let me ask you, give me us your take real quick. What do you expect Sunday? Who do you like? What do you think the 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 the, cha- the tides, the changes from? I think it's a field goal game. It, well, uh, based on the history, that's what the uh, Chiefs seem to play in the Super Bowl. You know, Bob Aaron brought up a great point when he was on with me and Mario. Yeah, He said, he said, he said, more of the good players seem to be with San Francisco. That if you rated who are the top 12 players, pound for pound, you have Mahomes, you have Chris Jones, right? But then everyone almost, yeah, the, but then almost everyone else is like a Niner. So I don't know. And the way the Niners have won these last two games, where I don't know if they've actually been the better team for all four quarters, they almost have that team of destiny feel. I don't know. Maybe I'm going up against, I haven't read the script yet, but. I'm going to go off script. I want to say the Niners pull it out here. I, I'm starting to lean that way as well. I think they're going to play better than they have in the first two playoff games. I think Shannon has to get it done. Um, I hate the Niners. California guy, Northern Cali, we hate. I wow. hope, I hope Frisco right now. I hope Frisco's underwater. I, the I hate Niners I win the Super Bowl, and Coach JB has to praise Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Oh. I, 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 Steve. Or or Steve, flip it. The Chiefs uh, win. He has to praise Patrick Mahomes. Again, Smitty, I'm man. fucked either way. I like, mean, that's like going to the doctor and say, hey, man, you might either have gonorrhea or syphilis. It's one of the two. You may not have I mean, both. For me, it's you both. You definitely got one. For me, it's Maybe both. chlamydia. I mean, jeez. Well, I, I got it, both. If it's crap, at least you can you can. You can <laughs> I got both. Uh, all right, Steve, I'll see you soon. This I'll week. see you in a couple days. I'll see you in a day or two, brother. Yeah, I'll see you, you soon, boy, anyway. All yeah. right. Later. All right, Smitty. Let's take a piss break. I got to take a piss break real quick. Tank Johnson finished the show with us. We still got a lot to take, talk about here, too. Uh, I got to make it make sense rant. I'll do with you and uh, Tank. I think it'll 
it'll it'll be good. Plus, we got some Deion Sanders talking in college classes, and uh, we have one of their coaches talking about hiring the DC that they have yet to hire. I want to dive into that with Tank and yourself. Uh, why Colorado don't have coordinators yet? We're gonna dive into that. <laughs> uh, I know a guy out there. <laughs> They waiting on you, JB. No, they ain't waiting on me. They couldn't handle me. Um, all right, Smith, let's take a piss, get me a coffee, and we'll be back in five. Don't pound the like. We'll be see you in a minute. This kid, Smitty, I don't know if you know, 8,900 bets, including some LSU football games. Like, See, this is the issue I have. Like, I don't know. Go ahead, Smitty. I don't know what you want to say, but he made over six hundred grand. I heard um, six hundred grand. He withdrew money from his account. He deposited money for, into the account, and this was just in the last year, uh, year and a half. Uh, they, they said he won a total of really over half a mil, but he used a lot of it to just bet more. So he that's yeah, he bet over. He won over like six hundred five hundred fifty six thousand, and then yeah. he took that money and bet for him. So here's the issue. I okay. I don't know where you where are you at with this. Well, the, the, my main issue is you're you're betting on games on your own team while you're still playing. So that tells me that. Or my, I have the question now: Are you out there purposely fucking dropping passes or or fucking up or doing certain things against your own team to make some bread? Which means you're actually like you don't care about the win or loss record of your team you don't care if y'all win you don't care about nothing because you so worry about you winning this bet that you're gonna do something against your own team that's the biggest thing if you because and that's what it sounds like he was doing i mean uh, i guess you you one one could argue well no I'm, maybe he bet on the positive side maybe he bet on himself to, to get 10 catches he talked to his quarterback said hey make sure i get the ball but even in that route it's okay your stats are good but forcing the ball to you might not be beneficial to the team so i just don't Anytime a situation where you're doing, you're betting in, you're betting on your current team that you're currently playing for, that tells me that you don't care about the main thing, and the main thing should always be winning. And so that's so that's my initial, that's my initial thing, JB. But, I'm but, glad you said ahead. that because I I think that's the same level I'm headed because you and I argue about this all the time. I'm I'm actually glad you said that because usually you argue against kind of that thing with me. Uh, in, in a different in a different regard, but but to me it comes back full circle to this whole debate right here, like the topic. Like you are okay with them transferring at all time high because the coaches are allowed to do it. Um, I argue all the time that they need to earn their keep, earn their right to transfer, do something instead of just say you got beat out and then I said, "Oh fuck it, I'm out." Go earn it and be there, and or grad transfer it or something. And then we got kids who are recording coaches and trying to get coaches fired and all these different things that we see. Um, but then you go out and give me half your effort and bet on yourself and your teammates. How do I really trust that? And you're asking a coach to actually not want to get the fuck out of certain places. And that's why I think it's so bad right now. What we said yesterday to start the show, why Harbaugh left college football because of this. It's a fucking free-for-all. It's an absolute shit show. Nobody knows what anything's doing. The right hand don't know what the left hand's doing anymore, and the right hand used to be the NCAA. 
They still think they know, which is even worse and more ignorant, that they think they have a control over this thing. No, you don't. You just had one of the biggest gambling scandals of all time, and they arrested him. This is an arrestable offense. Mm. What he did was is he clearly he was arrested. So, now I agree, man. I just it's gonna be one of those games where it's like who's who's gonna who's gonna mess up first? You know what I'm saying? I, I think like turn I think the turnover battle is gonna be very important. Uh, the Ravens defense can go out there and, and and force Mahomes into a you know bad decision or. or get Kelsey or one of those receivers to fumble the ball early. I think that can tr truly lead to um, some, some momentum to where it's putting Lamar in that offense in good positions where they can score easily. And we saw that during the, the Niners game as well in the regular season where Purdy made some bad decisions and Ravens defense was all over him early. And they just kept rolling with that same momentum, you know what I'm saying? And now, you know, and that was, that was on the road. So um, I, I, Back first, of course, as always. Ah, drop my cookie, man. I'm doing some white people, black people shit right here. I got a chocolate chip, walnut. Mm. Unbelievable. Get back on my diet. Keith said, what kind of cookie? Keith's so worried about this goddamn cookie. Keith know all the cookies. Keith know oatmeal raisin, sugar cookie. Of course, fat Keith want to know. Keith got all the cookies. He knows how to make every fucking cookie. He can make peanut butter chocolate cookie. He can make Oreo cookie. Keith know how to make all the fucking cookies. Um. Uh, it is Doc Talk Tuesday. Shout out to Dr. Jesse Morris giving us a Super Bowl injury list breakdown, plus the fantasy picks for DFS. Shout out to Steve Kim jumping on here as he gets ready to go to Vegas for the fight. And, and then we got Tank Johnson joining us now. 10-year NFL vet. Second rounder. Shout out. Gary Indiana's finest. Arizona living. D-Tech running his hips, having, uh, running the hoop. Uh, how much hoop did you run as a, as an interior guy? A lot, a lot. I, I have, I had the legendary Randy Hart in college. We had hoops for days. For you think days. you still run a hoop right now? Yeah. Hell yeah. I can run a hoop right now. I probably could. I'm probably more comfortable to three-point stands than I am upright. I, I just think I've done so much in that position that I think my body just kind of conformed or that's where I feel comfortable at. Pause. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to find – I don't know if the casual yeah, fans know got two D linemen in here. <laughs> What's going on, Big Tank? Schmidt dog. I want to. I, I want to share what a. I want to show everybody what a hoop is. <laughs> Y'all know what a hoop is? Well, I want to show what the you know the fans. You figure know. eight, figure eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yep. imagine tank on that is going to be a little different look, but that 
that kid there, you know, he couldn't play dead in a Western movie. But we want to get down, get the tennis ball. If we want to use tennis balls, that we didn't use tennis balls back in the day. That's a new age thing, I think. We do, we do that sometimes. Sometimes we would do two hoops and do the figure eight. You might put one of your teammates in front of you. Would, you would, like, chase them. Coaches say switch, turn, stop, turn around, dip back, and make it fun, make it competitive. You know what I mean? I'm a real D-line. I ain't played no other position. I wasn't an athlete. You think you run a hoop right now? Right now, yeah. Because at the end of the day, it, it, it's in me. You know what I'm saying? I would just tap back into that space. You know what I mean? Like, I did it for so long. It just, it just, it, it's, it's who I am. Like, I will push pull the fuck out of JB right now. If you're a quarterback, I would destroy. Oh my God. Oh my. I, JB would go flying. He would go flying. Because my punch was everything. Uh, Smitty don't understand something. And, and Tank, you could disagree with me on this, but I want at least, uh, you have to be fair in this assessment. Please let Smitty, the young Padawan in this room, know that quarterbacks were a little different when you played them against what they are now. Let's just be real. You could hit a quarterback and he talks shit to your motherfucking ass. I know I was that guy. I was a motherfucker. I'm gouging your eyes out. I'm gang banging on the field as a quarterback. No. no. Have changed, Smitty. Don't get it twisted. These ain't the quarterbacks that I played in the era I played. Just keep it real. Now, there may have been some bitch made cats. But it ain't like a, this motherfucking crew. I'm telling you right now, QBs were a little different. I would have closed on your bitch ass. Not, I don't want to call you bitch. Smitty, but sure. I would have closed <laughs> your motherfucking ass on the field. <laughs> Shit. No, I mean, look, I mean, you're, you're, you're absolutely right, man. Like, my, my legendary battles uh, in the NFC North against Brett Favre, Dante Culpepper. I mean, he, he took two, three people to take him down. I, I once... Saw our we did a corner blitz with Jerry Azuma. I mean, unblocked. He hit him. I mean, he basically caught him like a baby and still threw the ball. And it, I mean, it was the craziest stuff I ever seen. Uh Roethlisberger, those guys. I mean, we we would legit have to bring out that big ass heavy bag uh that the coach that you hate mm -hmm. to hit. And they're like, okay, we got Roethlisberger this week. Take them to the ground, man. And and now the, these quarterbacks are so dainty. Oh. They're so dainty. And, and then you can't hit them. I mean, I'm looking at these guys, uh, the, the, both the rookies uh, in Carolina and Houston. I feel like if I got to those guys and was like, <sighs> they would both fall down. So it's just – it's a different ball game, Smitty. But, you know, you play, you play uh, against probably some stout individuals – at a, a ball state, I'm sure you did. Yes, sir, man. Yes, I definitely did, man. And listen, it, the, the rules have changed. The rules have changed, so I, I get it. You know, the rules changed, so now quarterbacks are looked at as softer. Um, I believe that if they played in a, the previous era, they would have adapted. They would have had to adapt. <laughs> you either adapt or don't play. And I think they would have done it, but you never know because we, we, we'll, we'll never see it unless they change no, the rules back. So I'll I, I tell you a funny quick story real quick. One time we were playing uh, the uh, Packers in Chicago and, you know, Brett did a little scramble. You know, I got to him and I tackled him. And, you know, I was just trying to help him up off the field, right? But I wasn't trying to put all my energy into it. So I reached out to help him and just kind of half pull him. But he was so heavy mm. that, like, he fell back on the ground and the crowd went crazy. They thought, oh, tank punk Brett Favre. He pushed him back. I was like, it wasn't really like that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that, that motherfucker was just heavy and I dropped him. But yeah, but let, let the crowd tell it. 
you know, Tank picked them up and pushed them back down. So you hey, gotta the love crowd, Tank. The crowd in NFL game back in the day is now what Twitter and Instagram is. That's what the fans are. They mm. they go, they'll tell me exactly how I lived on Netflix, even though they edited the shit out of it and they weren't there. But they'll tell us that's how it happened. I'm saying hey, that- hey, regardless though, forget all that. You still a quarterback, JB. So even though y'all were tougher back in the day, you still nah. a quarterback, and I'm a D lineman, and, and we and we know it's we're, always going to be a difference between the two. We're going to bring some player. We're going to bring some real cats on this show. We're going to bring some real cats that'll tell you who I was. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. I got to do a rant. I got to do a uh, make it make sense. I love doing it with you and Tank, uh, and then I, we debate this thing. Um, it's it, it. You'll see what I'm, where I'm going with it. Uh, in 1918, Tank and Big Smitty. Walter Johnson, who I know who it is because my grandfather played against him and was his roommate when he was a pitcher in the Major League Baseball back in the day. My grandpa also played in the Negro League. I know it was Negro League, but he played for the St. Louis Browns, Satchel Paige, Gibson, uh, a lot of legendary people people don't probably know about. 1918, Walter Johnson pitched an 18-inning shutout. An 18-inning shutout. Nobody knows what his fucking pitch count was that day either. But his goddamn testicle count was two. And that's what managers relied on back then. We rely on fucking analytics now. How do you spell that very word? Analytics. <laughs> Why does it start with anal? Because it stinks. It's an excuse just like everyone has. Excuses are like assholes, Big Smitty. Everyone has one and they all stink. Quit making up excuses as to why the Pro Bowl should be flag, why load management should be allowed, why the quarterback shouldn't be hit, why the players can't be pushed to the limits, yet they all want more money. Get the fuck out of here, man. Make sports great again. There are supposed to be what us normal folks look up to. This is what football players and professional basketball players want to, what, what we want to be. Now they are just normal folks like the rest of us. Make that make sense. I gotta, I gotta, I got I gotta show you this, Tank. This is what's going out there right now. He's a very large human being and he can be very intimidating to people in an organization. This is why we're not going to hire Mike Vrabel. This is where the league is headed. I had to have you on, Tank, for this, this very discussion. We, we rely on analytics, we want to play flag football, and we don't want to hire men to lead men anymore. Uh, that's my make it make sense. Go ahead and have at it. Give it to me. Whatever you want to do. Uh, Tank, go ahead. Listen, man. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we've definitely uh, done a whole lot of overcorrecting as a society. You know, even in – you know, I love watching um, – you know, great like cop FBI movies and shit. And now it's 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 a lead woman black lady. And I'm like, I, I don't I don't want to see that, man. I want to see motherfucking Wesley Snipes, somebody, John Travolta, motherfucking whoever. I I don't want to see no girl sliding across a Camaro hood, man. And I'm not being sexist. It it, it just takes the whole like punch out of the movie man like 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 bad boys martin lawrence eddie murphy and man and in terms of the coaching in the nfl man like listen man we have pussified the nfl 
to the utmost degree, man. I mean, listen, this is a this is a leader of men's sport. Uh, Vrabel, he he had great tutelage and training over there in in New England, and to say that he can be intimidating, I, you know, I, I just feel like like. We're just taking alpha out of sports, and it's ridiculous, man. And I'm looking at the NFL, and the biggest uh, talking point of the two weeks is Taylor Swift. I'm just like, man, dog, like, I don't know if we can put this toothpaste back in the tube, JB and Smitty, because, I mean, like, what, like, the, is the next thing that they're going to have a woman playing now nah, there's going to be a woman head coach. Steve Kim exactly just said what you exactly just said verbatim. The toothpaste reference, the, the woman coach is going to be next head coach, which is completely going to just emasculate this whole thing where we already are trying to do. Listen, I'm not sexist. We all know I love, I love me some pussy, number one. Number two, right. number, I, I got I to get into the fact that men lead men and – my daddy taught me how to fight. If he wasn't around my brother or my homie, my big homie, my uncle, somebody taught me how to fight in the hood. It wasn't a woman. Sorry. No offense. I referenced that to the NFL because I don't know how we are leading towards this. Flag football is just an inch you gave. Now you're going to – the players are going to take a foot. They're not even the best players playing in the Pro Bowl. I mean, this is the Pro Bowl. It's not a, a get-together. Like, Eric Weddle was like, dog, the game used to matter. Like, Cats wanted not only the money, but we wanted to play in that Pro Bowl to show who's really the guy uh, amongst the guys. And nowadays, it's like, and we weren't going to be dumb. Eve Dub, and you played in some Pro Bowls, and E-Dub was like, ask Tank, because if we Cat had a bag on the line, we weren't going to high-low him. I, I wasn't going to go hit T.O. over the middle if he's in a contract year. We had agreements that we were going to make. But we were hitting, though. We were tackling. We were going to be cool and talk shit. It wasn't fucking flag. No, like, listen, I'll tell you this. And and this is where we might slightly disagree. Um, football is a unique sport in that for us to have an all-star game, we've got to get up and we've got to be violent and hit and all those things. And at the latter part of the season, when everyone's injured and everyone's feeling like crap, like that became harder and harder, especially when guys were in the Pro Bowl and they were in a contract year and they earned a trip across the water and they got hurt. That mm. broke some guys' spirit. Bad words. Back yeah. in the day when we used to have the 40, Larry Allen doing the bench press like 60 times and just setting it down, I, I do think the Pro Bowl needed some change because, um, you know, they only played hard in the fourth quarter, but that's for good reason. Nobody wants to hit after at the end of the season, uh, two week layoff. Man, I, I, I'm just it was very hard to continue and, and doing it for nothing, too. I mean, not nothing, but like. At the end of the day, like it's not like oh, like they they won the Pro Bowl. They, they're like no, like it's just like a, a fun. It's an all star game. Like well, no man, I, I, that. I, I make complete agreeance. Like I've I'm on record years ago saying that what you just said. Like here's a devil's advocate. If you play, you play. That's how I look at life. Now I'm also in agreement with what you just said. One thousand percent. 
I don't believe the Pro Bowl should be played in the NFL. I believe it should be on paper. I believe if you make the Pro Bowl, you should get a check and it's on a piece of paper or a plaque, just like it is in high school or college, because there is, it's a contact sport. It's not basketball where in the middle of the season you can have an all star game. It is a collision sport. Not even, it's a little, well, it used to be collision. I agree with you 1000%. Hawaii was more of a kickback, take the fam bam. You know, do what you do. Uh, enjoy Hawaii. Like Weddle said, it was more of having a conversation amongst 50 dudes you couldn't usually talk around because the general population was there and you was being yourself because it was just, you're only all together at the at the Hilton or wherever you were. It was just football. When they moved it to the States, it was more, you know, you walking through general population. They want to autograph and shit. You can't really say what you want to say. And if it was just tanking E-Dub, they're talking shit, kicking it fucking talking about bitches, whatever, and now you couldn't do your be yourself. So I agree, though. Like, don't have it. Just put it on paper. Like, that's yeah. – I've, I've been saying that, though, for 15, 20 years. I'm like, I don't know if NFL should play a Pro Bowl game in pads. Like, I don't, it never made sense to me. But if you do play it, play it. It, it definitely needed an overhaul. And, like, as far as the financial incentive part, like, when the guy got a, went to the Pro Bowl, a lot of times he took his D-line coach – he took his D-line, maybe a couple of his partners, and if he won, he got just enough bread to cover all of those expenses, yeah. right? And and a lot of guys leave – if you lost, you left the Pro Bowl in the red. Like, damn, I earned a Pro Bowl, and I, and I still end up spending 30, 40 grand just getting everybody here and home. So um, it definitely needed a, an overhaul. Um, it, it definitely needs football minds there. But, again – uh player skill competition back in the day that's good but i do agree with you jb i think it should just be like walter payton man of the year and everything else you got a pro bowl here's your pro bowl award now you can you know you can use that as leverage in the, in, in your contract negotiations but playing a game that late in the season i just don't see it as realistic so for clarity are you guys saying or jb are you saying just like remove the entirety of the pro bowl together like nothing no like none of the none of the little quarterback precision drills no, like none of the nothing just enough well, josh allen brother played golf he went to the pro-am at pebble beach over going to the pro bowl that's telling you something like this is a joke why am i going to this i'm gonna go play pro-am golf at pebble beach against tom brady and go ahead and take Gardner Minshew. Go ahead and take uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting there like, these aren't even the best players on their own teams, a little less pro bowlers. So I guess if you want to just go kick it in Orlando and, and, and tug a war and shit, throw water balloon throws, to me it's just like Tank started the show with. Maybe subconsciously he said it and I picked up on it. But we're feminizing the game by doing those things. Like water balloon fucking toss? What? Yeah, man. Listen, if you go into those league offices, uh, it, it it's a it's a DEI poster board, right? Like, you know, it's just it, it, there's there's not the right people uh, making the right football decisions, and it reflects. And you know what? Just how it is right now. Yeah, um, I agree. The the. Uh... I wanted to get your take on the Eagles coaching staff because I just showed you the Vrabel thing. 
I wanted to make it make sense with you as far as, you know, back in the day, we only measured testicle size. We didn't measure how many pitches you, you threw or how many footballs were, were thrown in a game, uh, how many minutes you played in basketball. You fucking played till the whistle blew and the game was over. Nowadays, analytics have came into all this. Um, with the Vrabel thing that he's too big and intimidating, Vic Fangio already got let go on a younger style of staff with Mike McDaniel. We clown and talk shit about him wearing capri pants and all that, but in subconsciously it's true because of the Vrabel take now that he's not being hired because of who he is. I mean, we got guys like Mike McDaniel walking around and then Fangio not being able to gel with him because he thought that he was letting players go to Miami South Beach and chill and have fun when you could have been doing my fucking work on my playbook. Now you got this. Take a listen. By some departing coaches on your Eagles staff. Sean Desai was a very headstrong person who had problems connecting with the players in the locker room. It got to a point by the end of the year that Hassan Reddick. And other players on that team weren't even speaking with the D coordinator. And that many of the players were going to Nick. And how that's why I want to end it there because I'm gonna fucking end talk of the um hmm. the, the players going to the head coach. I know Tank and I've had private conversations about this, like Where's the men's men? Like, I'm going to go talk to the D.C. as a man. I'm going to be like, hey, dog, you, you got a problem with me? You don't like me? Why am I in this package, not in this one? Blah, blah, blah. Now they're going to the head coach or skipping over the guy they have to go into meeting rooms with every day, which makes it an uncomfortable locker room. You know, it makes it uncomfortable. Like, I can't talk to my position cat, who I should be able to talk to more than the head coach. The head coach should be the guy I don't want to fucking go talk to. Right. Now we're skipping over our position coaches, our coordinators, and going to talk to the head coach because of what I say. The head coaches are not the old school guy roaming the sideline anymore. They're the accepting guy now. Come talk to me. I'm Mike McDaniel. I work at prepent. Like, it's not that way. That's the way it is now. Uh, they're saying that he was kind of pushed out just kind of like Fangio was. Are we are we just headed towards that's just is what it is. Though. We're headed towards the Mike McDaniel era. The the old school coach is out. That's clearly why uh Belichick didn't get a job. That's clearly why Pete Carroll probably is not going to get one. Um is that where we're just headed? Man, you know, there was a famous scene on um on Hard Knocks where um I went in to talk to coach Mike Zimmer about you know, just about how our defense was doing and like, you know, like my role on the team. And and he and he told me some real uncomfortable shit. He was like, you know, sometimes you just got to shut the fuck up. And, you know, and like as men, we got to we got to take sometimes bad information and make the best out of it. You know, you might get your feelings hurt. And, and I think nobody wants to get their feelings hurt. Right. They want fake love. And 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 bullshit and, and no real truths and, and no one ever wants to get to the bottom of anything. Um and, and it and it just becomes like everyone's miscommunicating, everybody's on some fake shit. And when it comes for nut cutting time, when when you make trying to make a play for the playoffs, man, you nobody's on the same page. 
uh, that was my issue in Dallas. You know, everyone in Dallas, you know, I, I had uh, Wade Phillips. Everyone skipped over Stu, Wade, and went straight to Jerry. And and it just was like, we're, we're, we'll never have, like, any type of team camaraderie if we don't – if we can't bring it together like that. And, and you know, it's just – the the you know, when I went from Chicago, when I played in Chicago, it was all about those 53 players. They protected each other. They were loyal to each other. And, you know, we said when we got to the end, we split the money up as it goes. You know, that's just how we rocked in Chicago. And then I got to Dallas, and it was like night and day. And these coaches wonder why they have trouble uh, having success at the most critical times. Not regular season, not week seven. I'm talking playoffs. It's because they, they're always missing that one thing that the football gods honor, and that's the chain of command, the communication, and working together. Football doesn't work if you don't work together. And if you circumvent the, the chain of command, you're always going to have somebody looking over their shoulder like, well, what's that guy doing? So that's the league is becoming that way we're, because we're pacifying the younger players. We're trying not to piss anybody off, and it's making the league soft. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with y'all fully on it. I mean, I do think you know the the league is is moving younger just in general when it comes to head coaches around the league. I just think uh, part of it just being able to connect with this generation of players, and I think a lot of the old heads just just can't connect with these players. Um, some of them can. Andy Reid still can for whatever reason. You know, Andy Reid's been able to adapt and still be able to you know, manage these, these current players the same way he did back in the day. So I just think it's it's like anything in life. If you want to continue to do what you're doing at a high level, you have to adapt. You can't stick to your old ways. And I, I, I do think it's a combination of both. One, the game is softer. But two, a lot of the older coaches don't know how to adjust to this the, the new system. And it's, it's a struggle. Like, they're so – I guess stuck in their ways that it's like my way or the highway. It's like, well, your way or the highway didn't work the last few seasons, Belichick. You had one of the worst teams in the NFL. You know, your my way or the highway, unfortunately, didn't work for Pete Carroll this last year. So it's like we could talk about how soft the young coaches are, sure, but we're seeing a lot of the younger coaches um have a lot of success. You know what I'm saying? So like I I don't know. I just think it's one of those things where, like, we can complain about it as much as we want to. We, we've complained about NFL all year long. We've complained about it, everything all year long. But then the day, man, you either complain and you and you stop and move on, stop playing the game, stop coaching, or you want to keep playing, you want to keep coaching, adapt, adjust, and figure out a way to be successful with the way it is now. And and uh, the last thing is this: when when you're talking about the NFL and and, a, and an issue it always comes down to economics. These tenured coaches, their, their starting point in their negotiations are way far and above what these younger guys are coming in and accepting. And if these owners want to save money across the board, you can't have a coach that's been coaching 30 years because how many salaries has he had and what's he going to accept? And these young guys are cheaper they're they're real they're willing to move around more than these old coaches and it's just a new age of football and y'all see my shirt it ain't voltron it's slow trying he's Ooh. smoking a blunt Ooh. i drew this 
back in the day. This shirt's hella old, but yeah. Uh, picking you that, gotta, you got the pick in the fro? I got the pick in the fro with the blitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a few shirts. Man, that's that's black people shit right there. You don't hit that as many. That's black people shit. I'm not a smoker. I, I, you know, I've tried this. I came out here, but I'm not a smoker. I, I might throw an edible in there and chew on that for a little bit. Hey, yeah. go going back to your point, Smitty. I don't agree with the younger coach having success because they haven't. They haven't had success yet. Um, they look pretty, and we see Miami win against the teams that aren't physical, and then we think they had success. Really, they didn't. Mike McDaniel hasn't done shit. Do you got a Shanahan, an old coach or a young coach? He's on the older side now, but he hasn't done oh, shit okay. either. Hasn't done shit either. <laughs> okay, but I mean, but he's, I, he's done a lot. He's done a lot. He's done a lot. He's won okay. the game. The I, only, I, I go back to this narrative. Like we always bring this up, Smitty. It goes back to blocking and tackling and being fundamental. The teams that win do those things. Football hasn't changed in that regard. It's Sean McVay, old or young? I'm just kind of young. Okay. Football hasn't changed in that regard. Like let's be honest. Yeah. Football. By by the way, that Eric Weddle led team on defense tackled well, didn't they? They were fundamentally sound. Those teams still win. Like, I, I'm just telling you, regardless of what age you are as a head coach, the guys that tackle, that block, that catch, <laughs> they win the game, dog. It, it's not changed. Like, I don't understand why it's a young, old thing. It's really not. It's really it's because we are in the player empowerment era and the jersey swap era. That is what it really is. I don't believe there's an old coach out here like a Belichick or Pete Carroll that couldn't adapt if he wanted to. But I believe that they will not adapt ever because of what the player empowerment is now in the league. They are going to control the narrative. And, and that's the problem coach. when you're not they winning games that way. There's no hierarchy, Smitty. There's no hierarchy. And there needs to be. And I agree to that. But I'm saying, like, tell me, why has Andy Reid figured it out? Is what I'm saying. Like, like about, I'm you, he's an old guy. What do you mean? Right. But I'm saying, but he's figured it out. Is what I'm saying. But a lot of these guys haven't. Like, He's the outlier. He's the one. He's the one older guy who's still figuring this shit out. I don't know what happened with. I'm not gonna say Pete didn't figure it out because to me Pete just had this one bad year two seasons ago. He also actually pretty damn good. So I actually think Pete Carroll can still still do the damn thing. Belichick, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. He's making he's making me nervous. <laughs> you know, he's had too many bad years in a row. I don't know what. Let me let me ask you this. Though. Let me just cut you off right there and ask you this. Cut me off. Cut me off. Did Belichick not earn the right to show you that he could do it somewhere else though? At no, least he earned it, right? You got six of them. Well, guys, that's all my know? point is. Like, wait up. He at least showed the right. Let let, let, let the motherfucker at least show us that because we know what he did at the DC and Cleveland and the New York Giants. He won two Super Bowls. And then he goes to be a head coach. He wins more than anybody. And now he doesn't coach anymore? That tells me I'm scared of Mike Vrabel and them. Like, that's what the fuck it tells me. I'm just keeping it real. I don't know. Vrabel and them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Vrabel and them. Everybody know who them who, who is. Vrabel right. and them. Like, the old school cats. The motherfucker with balls. Um. Tank, I got to ask you, though, Super Bowl week, uh, you played in one of these games. This is the lead-up, the prep, the, the media is as wild as it gets. Everybody's in your face. Um, what is the prep like for this Chief and, and Niners game for the individual players? They got there Sunday. They, they got to sleep there. They're in Vegas. Now, I don't know. This is a new thing for the NFL, obviously, in Super Bowl era. We haven't had a Vegas type of event. We had an NBA All-Star game there, and they'll never go back again. Um, so 
where are you at with this? What's the prep like? What's the mindset like? And now you're at Vegas to it. Is that something that head coach, this is where I believe old head coaches are thriving and know how to get these motherfuckers. The good good homie coach, I want to be your homie Mike McDaniel coach, is going to, oh, just get back in around 11, 30, 12. Motherfucker, you're in Vegas. Yeah, like. I think think it's it's experienced coaches in this. And when I say that, I mean guys who have been here before. Both these coaches have been here before. Shanahan's not, he's not an old coach. I mean, I, I would consider him more on the younger side. I know he's kind of a tweener, but they, these, both these coaches have been there before. So I don't think that's going to be an issue for either side, in my opinion. But go ahead, Tank, jump in. No, I mean, listen, you know, the coach who sets their expectation and has a group that's going to follow that is the coach who's going to be successful. You know, when I went, and when most teams go, uh, you arrive early enough to where, you know, coach will tell you like, yo, tonight there's no curfew. You know, this would be like Sunday night when you fly in. There's no curfew. Do what you're going to do. Um, you know, tomorrow, you know, it's, you know, it's like a typical week. So in the NFL, Tuesdays are players day off. And so they, they try to run it like a typical week. Um, and, and and later on in the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they start to screw down the 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 rules, you know. And okay, you know, be in by this this time so that you avoid distractions. My Super Bowl was in Miami, and I'm telling you, it the hardest thing it was <laughs> the chill out. It was raining. <laughs> it was raining too. But keep going. Yeah, the, I mean, the hardest thing to do was when you got a curfew at let's say ten. And you go to dinner at eight, uh, you know, you're getting ready to pay your bill and you start seeing all the celebrities flood in when you're getting ready to go back to your room. And that's when young guys make those mistakes. Right. When we got there, we every single player had a Cadillac Escalade. Right. Mm. Brand new Escalade with the keys. If you had a roommate, you and your roommate rode together. Um, The police, the local police. They come in and tell you about all the prostitution stings, all the DUI checkpoints, so that you don't get caught in them. Um, I had a famous, I had a famous situation. I tell you guys a funny story. Um, I was in Miami. Trick Daddy Dollars is a good friend of mine, and right before we left our team meeting, Coach said, "Guys, one rule: what? No strip clubs." So. Everybody was devastated. Every, people came down <laughs> with a briefcase full of ones. Oh, man. Oh, oh. People were devastated. So uh, Trick Daddy invites me to the, to the studio in the middle of the hood. Uh, he had one homeboy on the run inside there just looking in the blinds. And one of the rules with the Escalade was if you have a drink, call us. No questions asked. We'll come get you. <laughs> so. You know, I don't know where I'm at. I'm in some part of Miami. I, I get a little bit drunk. I call, ask for the ride, and I tell him where I'm at. And, and one of the officers, he's like, what the fuck are you doing over there? You know, three people got killed at that Walgreens last night. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you've got a bunch of support and all the resources, but guys still find a way to fuck it up. Hey, Tate, man, I ain't gonna lie. Saying that players were devastated because they couldn't go to strip club is hilarious. Devastated. My, my man said devastated, like like they whole fucking 
week is ruined. Like, but 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 this is why it was devastating because you're going to one of the strip club meccas, Miami, right? Tootsie's, uh, King mm-hmm. of Diamonds, mm-hmm. like these strip clubs is legendary. And there was nothing said about strip clubs all like before we flew down there. And he uh, he adjourned the meeting. All right, guys, have a good night. Wait, 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 come back, come back, come back. Everybody's like halfway out the door, like what? He's like, no strip clubs. I mean, oh, dog, it was fucking, <laughs> it was, it, it hurt. Tank, but, my, my was like, I ain't, I ain't, I'm not playing if we can't go to strip club, coach. <laughs> hey, Tank, about the Super Bowl. We know, we know the outcome of that bowl, but do you look back and say, what was it? Do, do you look back and say, is it matter or not? Like, do you mad still, or like, would it have mattered? Do you think there would have been drama? Or? What, what do you mean? What, what, I don't know. What, I don't understand the like, question. Are you mad? So if you look back, retrospectively speaking, and say, all right, he was smart by telling us not to go to that motherfucker, or it didn't matter anyway, or or what? You know what I'm saying? Do you look back and ever say, man, that titty bar wouldn't hurt nobody. We might have won the motherfucking game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to realize, like me, I was going through my case. I had to get permission from a judge to even travel, and Brian Erlacher got me like around the clock. Uh, security guards to be with me the whole week and you know like you you had certain guys like like myself who were like really kind of embedded into like that like street culture and I got partners like Trick Daddy, his brother Swole and like anything could happen. I, I've gotten a fight in Miami before you know it just it, anything could happen and motherfuckers be hating um, and so I, I and at the end of the day, I thought it was a kind of a good thing because you know where does all like the 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 strippers that try to slip the uh, athletes something they drink, take their wallet, you know it, it's just you're, you're opening up the door for disaster. So at the end of the day, you know I think it was a good rule, but it doesn't change the fact that it hurt. <laughs> nah, no doubt. Um, oh, before we move on, I got to get your take on this uh, sod god thing. You know, one of the NFL guys that does the turf field and the fields for the Super Bowls every year is a Kansas City native, Kansas City chief uh, guy. And um, the San Francisco Niners are pissed off right now with the facilities they have at UNLV Stadium and the practice field. They basically took a turf field. They threw grass over the top. Talked to two of my buddies that coached there. They said it's a joke, man. He said you can't throw grass over turf. It doesn't stay. It's going to fuck up the turf. It's, like, unbelievable. And and people that didn't play or coach are the ones in there like, it ain't a big deal. Go play. Well, then the Chiefs should go play on it, too. I I just don't – if you'd ever played or coached, you don't realize. I'd be fucking furious right now. I'd be cussing everybody out right now. I want the same fucking feel they got. Like, that's what it is. We're playing on the field. Listen, man, in in every Super Bowl – Somebody's going to have the fucked up hotel. Somebody's going to have the good hotel. Somebody's going to have the better accommodations than the other. It's just how it goes. We stayed at the La Iguana Airport Hilton. And the Colts stayed at a resort way out in like damn near Fort Lauderdale. Like we had an infestation of motherfucking iguanas taking your fruit. I'm scared of iguanas. I don't fuck with iguanas. I I kicked the shit out of an iguana. And them motherfuckers were... (laughs) All, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even joking. All by the pool. Big as there hell. Was, there was like 30, 40, 50 iguanas and another 100 in the trees. And so every, every Super Bowl, somebody, you know, draws. 
the <laughs> Bears was being cheap as fuck. You know, they didn't want to spend the money. They used the travel agency to do everything. But Damn. every year, somebody draws the short end of the stick and has some fucked up accommodations. Yeah, you know, everybody's on this whole Swift thing, thinking that this conspiracy and, and Goodell always like likes to hug Chris Jones after games. Um, all right. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get to the, some hell yeah, hell nah. The hey, I, hey, I finally know Tank's weakness. I'll just say that. If me and Tank ever beef, I'm bringing a fucking iguana with me. I'm out of there, my guy. <laughs> or I'm gonna uh, pull that thing out and I'm gonna hit both of y'all ass. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Go ahead. Hell yeah, hell nah. Here we go. Tank, if Brock Purdy chokes, Sam Darnold will be the starter next year in Frisco. Hell no, nah. he done too much. He's got his so team. Pay, so before you answer, you're gonna pay him 40 million. No. That's what he's going to ask for after this. This is his contract year. Purdy getting paid somehow. Oh, he was Mr. Irrelevant, so his contract was shorter than the rookie. <laughs> he ain't making no money. Yeah. He, he technically has one more year, I think, before he gets paid, though. Because this is year two, right? Yeah, I think he has another year. But yeah. either way, no. Uh, hell no. I think uh, I think he's he's garnered and earned the respect of the team. Yeah, I said hell no. I, that, what you just said, also, Sam Darnold, we know who, who he is. I know, no, you think he's super, I know you think he's super talented. You coached him in high school. He talent. Got, everybody in the NFL is talented. No, How do you, you know, that you don't know who Sam Darnold is, though. We've seen him on three teams. Hey. Oh, what the hell? And he got a big-ass Ozempic head. That motherfucker head so big. Like, Look who he played for, Smitty. This motherfucker oh, said he was seeing ghosts. I ain't never heard a quarterback say that shit then, in my then, life. Then, 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 then Justin Fields is better be the same situation. You better not give him no pass then. It was better than Donald. See that he is no. I'm, I'm, he's won way more games than Donald has as a starter. That's a has, and they both with the shitty franchises. So well, try, anyway, try, we need to debate this another day. Sam Donald's had six head coaches and nine old coordinators. Anyway, because uh, of him, when the quarterback plays bad, you lose your coach. You know your OC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's because of Donald's fault. Uh, and Lamar get the pass. Uh, uh, AR five ain't played. No. Uh, the Chiefs are Roger Goodell's team. Hell yeah, hell no. I'm going to take answer that. Um, the NFL is going to ride the wave of their golden goose. So hell yeah, the Chiefs are Roger Goodell's team. They got Taylor Swift. They're bringing eyes. They're bringing visibility. Roger, he's going to ride that wave all the way to the bank. Damn, I can't argue. Let, hey, that's Tank. I can't argue with Tank. Hey, Smitty, have you seen the betting props? No, what happened? Dog, they got a fucking Swifties tab. On, on, me. on DraftKings, Prize Picks, Bet Online, FanDuel. They got a Swift. You could bet on Swifty shit. Hold on, on, on Prize Picks and Bet Online? Everything, dog. Our sponsors? Yeah. Oh hell yeah, hell nah, Big Tank. The Chargers will win the AFC West next year. Ooh. Um,. Hell no, nah. I, I don't think they're going to – I think he's going to – it's going to take him at least a year to build out his culture. He's got a – sometimes the salary cap makes it to where you can't make moves right away, and the offseason kind of opens up those gates. Not yet. Hell no, but Herbert will win the MVP. MVP? I <laughs> With Harbaugh. With Harbaugh. Clip that right there. Clip that tank saying the MVP. Just like – we're going to need to use that as a meme. That's hey. a good gift. Jeff. I do have a take. I would like we, we gotta have 
try to get Tank back on this week if I don't go to What's Vegas. Hand doing? What's hand doing? I'm supposed to go to Vegas for the golf thing for one day and then come right back. But if I don't, I got to go try to get Tank on another day. Uh, I want to have this discussion because they hired Roman as OC, who I love to death. I think he's a hell of an OC. I think it's a great hire for Harbaugh. People are already like, oh, no, no, no. He's been at two Super Bowls as an OC with two different offenses, two different styles. He gives the read option element to guy like Herbert who can run built in with Harbaugh and what he does. I believe it's the best hire possible. I think this is the best of both worlds. I think the Chargers are onto something. I, I love the hire, but we're going to dive into that another day. Hell yeah, hell no. Nah. The Lions will be the Lions again next year. Hold on. Who are the Lions? The Detroit 30 years. Sorry asses. Man, listen. Um, I'm gonna say hell no. I, I'm I'm gonna say that they've uh, they've got a decent foundation that they're standing on. Uh, I think Coach Campbell. Um, it, it's it's hard, man. A little bit of his armor has been peeled off now, and so there's gonna be a certain level of guys that are that are gonna have to. He's gonna have to earn that back. So um, I think they'll be good. I don't think they're gonna go back to being the same old Lions. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, saying Hell no. I think they they are they have finally arrived. Like the Lions will be respected for at least a few years, bare minimum. I saw I say hell no. Yeah, um, we'll dive into it. I I, I want to dive into the hire of Roman, though. I think it's a good hire in San Diego. I it's gonna be interesting. Brad Holmes standing on business. He's saying, I got receipts. I, he said we're here for the long run. It's all he gotta say that. It sounds good. Uh, they said Kyle Shanahan, your boy Smitty, was loaded last night during the press conferences. Have you seen all the videos? I love, video? it. I love hey, it. He's I, right. I'm not mad. I say fuck it. He's taking a different approach this year, maybe. <laughs> he's locked in. He's like hey, he's going to JB. Did y'all see that one? Uh, I don't know if he was a singer or whatever uh, at the hockey All Star game. He said. He said. My friend said this was only a micro dose of mushrooms, and he looked around. He said, "No, it wasn't." Oh, Dude. the hockey guy. Yeah, I saw the hockey that. guy. Yeah, yeah, that shit was fun. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Michael Bublé? Yeah, Bublé or whatever. Hey, Bublé. That shit. Hey, was what funny. you think about this though? Hell he yeah, hell no. This is white people shit. I'm nice. Yep. Tom Brady's the goat. Sight. I beat him twice. Oh! <laughs> Eli's stupid. I love the Mannings, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm a Manning guy, you know what I mean? And they brought my city a Super Bowl, and then the other Manning beat the guy who I despised for a long time, who I respect now. But as a kid, I used to hate the Patriots, I hate Tom Brady. So I shout out to the Mannings, and uh, that's that's just a little skit thing they're doing. I, I can't remember the, having a brain fart, but the guy who Eli was battling, been having this funny parody video since, since I was like a teenager. And uh, it's, like, it's like this funny fake battle rapper. All his friends get all hyped no matter what he says. He went away for years and out of nowhere last year came back. So he's been going against different celebrities and doing it. So it's all fun, man. I love it, though. Yeah. I, I, both of those guys, Eli and Peyton, uh, played against those guys. They earned it. You know, those guys got they they got their uh, brother pass uh, down. You know, <laughs> it, it's legit. You know, he. Those guys been around some real ones, not not no bullshit. You talk about, you know, Edron James. You know, you talk about Plaxico Burris. Mm. You know, Virginia. Them is some real niggas. Earl you know Bread, talking about golds in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Dreads. So and those guys being from New Orleans, those guys coexisted with them. So, the Mannings is forever cool with me. 
Hey, Smitty, let's end it with some white people shit, some black people shit. Uh, real quick, uh, we got some white people shit for you right here. Yaddy. Yaddy. Come here. Come here. Yaddy. 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 Thousand percent accurate. I'm gonna be real transparent, JB. When I first went to your house, when we first hang, I was like, damn, he got these big ass dogs, they they everywhere jumping on it. So I wonder, they cooking all this food. I wonder these fucking dogs into the food. I was a little skeptical. I really don't know. Don't even answer the questions. I don't want I've, I've already ate a lot of your food now, so it's too late. So don't don't even tell me if they have or not. But that's the thing, man. Black people that that's super accurate. Y'all like to sleep yeah. with your dog and kiss them in the mouth and and, and 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 eat off the same plate and fucking most black people ain't doing that shit. So we don't really rock like that. I got spoons designated for their dog bowls. They're totally different drawer, totally different thing. I ain't using the same spoonie. I don't want to hear I, you wash it and all that shit. Nah, it's different. So hello, is a spoon put in a place that common folk who come over your house know for a fact that is not to use? Or you won't never see the spoon. you'll never be out. You don't even know where it would be. All right, I didn't been through your shit when I went through everything. Nah, yeah, that, that black people shit. <laughs> you <laughs> don't do my shit. I didn't been through uh, your shit. <laughs> all right, Smitty, give us the black people shit uh, theme. All right, my fault. Thank you. <laughs> my fourth cousin and I like you. We going to do what it do. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, you my cousin. No, I didn't grow up in the sandbox with you. By the time we had two kids, my grandma told us, like, my grandma told us, like, well, y'all know y'all cousins on down the line. But that's what everybody say in the country. They were like, y'all cousins on down the line mm-hmm. or some shit like that. And we like, well, shit, we two kids in by right now. Ain't nothing wrong with them. They- Ain't nothing wrong with them yet. <laughs> they gonna, gonna, gonna look like Futurama. Y'all watch Futurama? I think so. One eye in the middle of the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is that is that a real thing with brothers and sisters? Because this is a real thing, white people. White people. We call them cyclops. We call them cyclops in Kansas. That's all the fuck they are. We call them. We call them cyborgs. Yeah. Now nah, listen, man. Uh, I think you always. Yeah, we have a thing called. You know, I've heard of things called kissing cousins, right? When you're like really, really small and, and like, you know, you're just like have a crush on your cousin. But that's like four and five year old type things. You know what I'm saying? And then it's it. But in terms of that weird ass shit, nah, big mama ain't letting that shit go. <laughs> big mama oh, going to tell you early. It that's sounds like she's. That's it's some messy like shit she right there. Well, Smitty she just didn't did. know they were cousins or some shit. And then they found out, and then she's like, "Well, it's too late now." Fuck, nah, it ain't too late. I don't know. Figure it out. Like, it ain't too late. Right. That is some scary shit though. Like, if you really don't know that that's your relative, and you found out that like your wife or something was your <clears> fucking <throat> family member, and y'all got a family together. Ooh, that's scary. Yeah, my cousin put a my cousin tried to put a baby on me because he had so many shorties. He told this girl his name was TJ. TJ Johnson, her, her mom came to my door with the girl, and my mama was like, come here, TJ. And I came to the door, and the girl was like, uh-uh, mama, that ain't him. <laughs> I was like, it ain't me, baby. I hadn't even had sex yet, so <laughs> you know, this, was like, this was like eighth grade, maybe, something yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks. Uh, appreciate you jumping on here. We're, uh, 
We got to get you back on maybe this week. If we don't, what's uh, who's winning the Super Bowl and why? Um, I think uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win because they're going to make more plays than uh, the 49ers. I think the 49ers are going to they've got a they've got a system, and and a system can be beat if you've got the people and the scheme to do it. So I, I think the uh, Chiefs make more plays in the end. There it is. Smitty, we'll be back tomorrow, Workbook Wednesday. Uh, we got some uh, guests on. And uh, thanks to Steve Kim, Tank Johnson, Dr. Jesse Morris for popping in today. And uh, if I don't see you before next week, Tank, we'll see you next week. Uh, and uh, we'll holler at you. <laughs> and, uh, appreciate everybody. Hit the like Sorry, button, subscribe, and pound the like on the way out the door. We'll see you tomorrow for another day, another daughter. God willing. Peace out. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. We switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed it, yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games you miss and we switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the Coach JB Show.